good evening, good afternoon, as long as it's all good, we want to welcome you to the house that happens, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke, sponsored by Shoeys Bar and Grill, as we well know, voted best dive bar in Toronto four times in a row, but we'd like to think it's the best dive bar in Ontario because we keep the vibe alive. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And we're here to talk about the insidious, insane, and idiotic things that make the world go around in this place called sports. How you doing, buddy? Uh, not bad. Just came uh, from a day at work. We're recording on a Thursday as opposed to our usual Saturday morning. I want to just take this a little bit further because to me it just feels like it's almost like Christmas Eve. Because you know Sunday morning when they kick it off, that's like Christmas morning. So we can't have it all at once. We do a Thursday night just to say, you know when your parents just you open that one gift? Yep. Before you go to bed, you get to open that oh, one. I didn't get to do that. Well, we, towards uh, the You know what? I, uh, like we would do uh, Christmas Eve at uh, my grandparents at my nonny's house and we'd get to open their gift oh, som okay. sometimes okay yeah but there was always like one gift open. Yeah. well tonight is the gift and we got to say one thing if you don't know who i am for now mr milani can you tell us that we brought the logo out tonight how the beautiful logo of, that we've got sitting on our table here at shoes bar and grill it's the infamous detroit lion and i just want to say one thing about that as an old man about to retire in my whole 50-some years of watching football, the Detroit Lions have never had this significant part in opening the season. I mean, they haven't had this much hype in how long? Stop the hype. You know how my feet are hurting? I'm just saying, hey, I'm, I'm a Patriots fan. There's, we're starting to get a little bit of low-key hype that's starting to make me nervous, too. So. It always does. You know what I mean? I'm Like I said, I'm so, so excited. Big shout-out to my brother, Jose Cruz, out in, this, out in Victoria Island. I'm going to show it to you later. We got a lot to Vancouver say. Vancouver Island. Victoria's Vancouver. on Vancouver Island. Whatever. Confusing, I know. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know what? And Joe, if you're listening... Isn't it great to have a guy to correct you like that? We got an awful lot of football to bring you tonight because I ain't done talking about stuff that I'm going to be talking about and talking about your fantasy football, who's going to win, the guys I hate, and why the Lions are going to win tonight. But we got a few things to take care of before that, don't you think? Yeah, a little bit of housekeeping. And, of course, this is Toronto, so we're going to talk a little bit of hockey, of oh, course. Oh, gee. Hockey in Toronto? <laughs> we did. We let an hour go by. I know, right? <laughs> got, Not even barely two and a half minutes into this. That's a good thing. But you know what? I think it's significant when you're going to bring up about hockey anyway. Well, you're, go ahead. Yeah, so there's a couple things. It's going to be real quick hits. But uh, number one, uh, we talked about this a little bit before the show. Have you heard about the rumored Rasmus Dahlin contract? Actually, you brought it to my attention when you came in today. And I'm saying you're saying it's appearing to be $10 million for eight Ten and years? a half. Ten and a half for eight years? Yeah. I think he's 23 years old, isn't he? Yes. I'm saying, with the, this being the dead cap year, which we beat to a horse because everyone understands. It would, it would come into effect the next season. Which so. is even better. Yeah. So I think at his age, to be locked up for this long, for this kind of money, if things move oh my the way God. supposed to do. Executive producer Jay just walked in. This is unbelievable. <laughs> in the house Did you plan tonight. this? Did you plan this, Cruz? Uh, no, but I thought it's a possibility, you know. Is he going to get down here? We even brought headphones, buddy. Jay, we got headphones. We'll get him later. In any event, the executive producer is in the too. house. Which I is, know these guys. Oh, yeah. This is the way we plan the show well, today. We're getting prepared for uh, working for Humber on Saturday. Oh, that's right. Baseball yeah. season opens, which is why we are having our show on Sunday. That's it's all my fault. Oh, no, it's not. Anytime I get together <laughs> with Mr. Milani is a good time in my life. I mean that most sincerely, buddy. I bring that to the table. Producer with the most. But let's get back to where we were. I think this Dalian contract is really good because we've discussed with the salary cap and we don't know what's going up and Batman playing the game with it. Yeah. 
teams like Montreal have done it. San Jose signed a couple guys, but I think the uh, San Jose, San Jose. I mean, didn't they sign somebody no, to no, that? No. Who was it? San Anaheim? Jose's got a bunch of old guys that they're stuck. Who's with. the guy that someone out west just got signed, and I thought the deal was like that, but Carolina seems to oh, be the template. Um, oh, let me check. Uh, you know what I'm talking friendly. about now. Yeah, yeah there was a big guy. one that yeah. came through the other day. Yeah, that's the one I thought of, and I, I thought it was Anaheim or one of the two. But in any event, Carolina seems to be the one that's really. Um, Ottawa, Jake Sanderson. Oh, that's that's maybe what that's it was. That's the one. Okay, Eight mil? Yeah. Just that's over eight mil? Yeah, 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 that's the one. That's what I'm saying, which is another one, because Montreal seemed to do a lot of that. And, of course, you know, we keep Habs on the tab, tabs on the Habs. But um, those kind of contracts this time. Aren't you worried in, about when uh, Cole Caulfield leaves to go to Arizona, though, in eight years? In eight years. So what? How old would he be then? I hope he's still playing. He's little. <laughs> I don't know. This is what like what's like living in Leafland. By that time, Nylander will be playing on a wing for us, okay? Because you guys have given up on him. <laughs> Just letting you know that, in case you're interested. And oh, no, by the, the way, going right to oh, Southern by the way, California. By the way, for all you people out there, I am sitting at the airport, ready to drive Mitch Marner, so I can pick driving to the Bell Center when we get to Montreal. Just throwing that out in there. In your there. dreams. Just saying about here, because, uh, you know, but anyways, let's get well, back. You, you got Nick Suzuki. You got your own young two-way forward. Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Okay, oh. I do like Suzuki, but I, I wish we had more size. But this is not about Montreal. What it's about is I think these contracts like Dalian's are really good in this day yes. and age because we do know the salary cap's got to move. Like it's ridiculous. It's projected to move next year and even more the year after. So we're talking nine million. So let's just nine say and a half. Nine and a half. So I'm gonna. I don't believe Batman. So I'm gonna say it's only gonna go. Why up. should you? Exactly. So I'm gonna say if it's nine and a half that you're gonna get six. Is that too low, a projection? Seven, maybe. I hope it's ten. That sounds low. Okay, well, maybe. Six? It, it, let's, say, let's say like eight. Okay, we'll go with eight. <laughs> but you know what if it's ten? Could like be. the possibility, you know what I mean? And, and Let's so, see how this year goes before we start to get carried away about the next year. But you though, know the cool right? thing about that, that's what makes these type of contracts even more valuable if you sign them now sure. and the salary cap moves the way that you want to. If it doesn't, well, that's a whole new ball game. We'll discuss that when we get there. But I think it's a good sign. The kid was great. He had a good season. Buffalo is moving forward. They all want a defenseman. And by the way, he's 6'3", isn't he? He's a big Six boy. One. Yes. They, Left, big-handed, a big left-handed defenseman. Why not? And I'm going the only problem is that they got Owen Power coming up in about a year, I think. He'll be eligible to sign his extension, and okay, he, but could, if, he could be even better. So you okay, could, could have two $10 million defensemen. They'll be able to afford it in two years because, according to Mr. Bettman, if the yeah. salary comes up, the money's going to be there, right? We'll see. We'll see. It's, I, it's, this is just all making New Jersey look like geniuses, the way they have their cap situation settled. They're the other one, They're going to be cap contender, or cup contenders, excuse me, for like the next decade. Oh, yeah. They, they've done it well. And look, because all the, the guys best. they've already they've Amazingly. I've read them and Carolina too. Carolina's, but they don't was, have think, the top tier talent like New Jersey does. No, and I think they don't have a Jack Hughes. No, and you're right. I, I forgot about Jersey. Jack Hughes is tied up now. Nine mil, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That, that, that to, on the max as well. But you know what I think about Jack Hughes? If you may be honest, it took him a while to get going. Okay, because remember, there but was, he's going now. That's oh, all that matters. He's a, he's amazing. So you know what I mean? I think that he's the same with Cole Caulfield. Is that first of all, look at these guys' sizes. Mm -hmm. So I think they took the money and ran. You know what I mean? Just in case. Nobody's the size of Matthews. Nobody's the size of Connor McDavid. Nobody's the size of any of those guys. Mm -hmm. So and anything could happen. It could that be time. right. I, I'm kind of, I'm not, you know, and I hope they play the length of contracts. Don't get me wrong. I think they will. You know, we're, we're, we're pro seeing the best competition that we could see. But I hope a lot more teams do that because in the future, the, the more stable your franchises are, 
the happier your fan base is, isn't it? Absolutely. So that's what I'm saying about, I don't, I'm thinking that some of these hockey teams are uh, establishing foundations that are going to really, really uh, will be good for the future. You know what sure. I'm saying? Yep, that's the goal. Okay. Um, one thing I want to move on to quickly is uh, the Professional Women's Hockey League is starting to get going. Toronto made the sign they got Sarah Nurse. So, I mean... That made me jump up and down. I oh, really she did. She is smoking hot, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of thinking about her defensive prowess, really. I was looking at something else. Okay. <laughs> might be too horny for my own good, but... There you go. That's not a bad I, I like playing uh, the last NHL game, her being on the cover, you know? Oh, that would be, that would be outstanding, outrageous, catalytic. The bottom line is, where do you think this is going to go? This is, the, this is the shot where you don't have every two leagues and all that. Do you think it's going to really fly? How much it, I, still th- I still think it's too early to tell. I I mean, it's still, oh, yeah. it's like, they haven't even announced, like, there's no team names. Uh, I don't even think there's arenas announced for any of the six teams in there. The point I want to get to is, I went on, so Toronto's team before was the Toronto Six, and I've been pretty vocal about how much I hate that name, how much I hate their color schemes. I think it's all, f- like, freaking cringe. Should They should have been called Cringe City for how bad they were. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went on the page, the Wiki- I mean, this is Wikipedia, so, like, who knows at the end of the day for the new Toronto PWHL team, and I see the color scheme of red, gold, and black. And red, I me- gold, and black? Just like the Toronto Six. Oh, and I immediately stop. crawled up in a shell and said, oh no, <laughs> Ottawa Senators colors again. What city is this, Cruz? Remind uh, me. Last time I, I, I checked that we're kind of a kind of a blue colored city and maybe want, maybe red and white i'll take I'm, the red I'm, and white i don't from, know where this like black whatever black looks good with everything but where's this gold coming from some kid that's a community college engineer came out with a flash of colors at <laughs> lunch engineer it's smoking. like some like art student <laughs> i'm trying to be polite i gave him the benefit nothing of the against doubt. art students like no 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 my, my sister's not. a graphic designer thank so thank you very yeah. much but i mean is your sister a huge hockey person probably is uh i mean she'll like watch a leaf game when it's on okay like, so with, when, imagine... she won't be the one to turn it on though she doesn't have that okay. kind of drive <laughs> okay but so... she enjoys watching a leaf game with the family or with her uh, fiance shout out to my sister actually getting engaged actually oh but the, the whole family is uh, very happy yes that's a good thing yeah. but uh, that's my point and she got engaged in uh i believe it was in bangkok her and her fiance are uh, visiting oh, wow. they went to singapore to bangkok i believe they're back in singapore now visiting uh uh, one of his uncles. Oh, yeah. Um, if you guys get to hear this huge shout out, stay safe over there. Congratulations, and that's amazing. Yeah. However, speaking of your sister, if she did go into the room that day, and she's got a design, and I know she had a lot to do with the design of our house that happens. I should give her that shout out too. Well, that, that was my cousin that actually oh, designed cousin, the logo. Okay. All right. So in any who's, event, who's very talented himself, and yes, we will have Chris on the show. Yes, we should before hockey season. In any event, now she goes into the room and she gets up in the morning. And they're talking about color themes and color you, theory. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you think in any way at all she's thinking about defensive prowess plus minus <laughs> who the goaltender is? No. 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 And no. Okay. So then you get these people in the room who are non-hockey related, not traditionally attached to what but makes whatever. And hold on. Though, shouldn't this come from ownership? We're like these. These are going to be our colors. Those are the I ones who are so. exactly. Those are the ones who are involved in those decisions at the end of the day. And let's be real. The gold. Gold comes from Drake. Uh. Uh, Speaking of cringe, (laughs) the master of cringe, he actually reached out to uh, uh, someone in my friend group, an ex-girlfriend of mine, actually. He actually DM'd her on Instagram. Really? And this guy, like, if you just saw these messages, you'd think this guy has no game. 
Oh my God. I'm calling you out, Drake. There you go. So you know where to find us at the house. That happens. That's pretty damn good. But you know what? I, when it comes to that color scheme, and you got to admit that, that, you know, we've got some good ambassadors for Canada. And I give Drake the ambassadorship that he deserves to expose. Sure, he's bringing a lot of tourism and all that here. One, he gets his two games a year. You get those black and gold and then get him out. Get him out. <laughs> There's a lot more Drake nights at uh, the Raptors. No, they don't, okay, I, I will agree. I mean, the you. merch you get is cool. I'll okay, give it that. So, okay, so if you're going to use that, it should be on Drake Knight, nothing else. Sure. Okay, I'm, I'm, we're going to get this down the road because when you're talking about color schemes, and you know who my favorite team is football-wise, we've had some of the worst ever, but we'll discuss that when the football image comes up. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm saying? In, all, in any event, good luck to the Women's Hockey League. I hope it gets the exposure it needs. I hope the NHL backs it. But most importantly... Eventually, even though Gary Bettman has been very non-committal with oh, that. Oh, I, I, I've heard that. The big, so we'll see. Some I, I would like to catch a Toronto game this year. We should, I, we, we we should make down. a trip of it. We, we will. You know, girls, if you going we will come down and see a game because my final statement was going to be how do we get uh butts in the seats we're, Sarah we're, we're, we're might be the answer. there you go that could go a long way do they have no name yet or nothing right nothing just like they just announced the six cities so it's three canadian three american so it's toronto montreal i believe ottawa is the other canadian team and then uh new york boston minnesota are the american teams okay that uh okay but we'll um well we're gonna wait and see i don't is the season gonna start this year Yes. Yeah, because they're having the draft. Well, the nurse and like whatever. Each, I think each team was allowed to make like three signings. And the draft is right around the corner, I believe. Good luck to the league. And we'll definitely, the house that happens, will make a presence at one of the games. Well, we promise you that. And as speaking of making presence of games, we just want to say the continuing success of the um, national men's basketball team. Yes, the FIBA, the 2023 FIBA basketball World Cup Canada advancing to the semifinals. Um, I not not yes. only are we qualified for the next Olympics, but we look like real contenders for this tournament for the World Cup. Oh, this would be just amazing. Now, I, I'm I'm um I want to talk a little bit about the game yesterday and this perspective. Once upon a time, everybody talks about who the greatest players are and what impact they have in the game and how much they're going to win and blah 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 blah. Well, of course, we did a little section this year on The House That Happens about the five biggest bitches in the NBA. You do remember that show. (laughs) How could I forget? Okay, I just want to verify. I don't care how good of a player you are. The factor that you can be in the game and the dominance that you show at times. Luka Doncic is a bitch. (laughs) This guy yesterday... Put that bitch with a capital B. Oh, my God. Yesterday, I'm saying that, you know when players can get away with stuff because of reputation? Mm Mm-hmm. This guy, should, I watched the whole game. I thought this guy should have been thrown out 10 minutes before that. Like this, the, 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 the sheer, you read in his lips. He wasn't saying, hey, where do you guys have a beer after the game? It was ruthless. Now let's, I mean, and if we got into this last show too. FIBA refs, they're making the, NFL, the NBA refs look like gods. Oh, no doubt about it. And sometimes it's even like, like I, I swear to God, what's happening is I think they take him at the end of the first half. They run him in, show him the tape, and say, okay, run back out and ref like that. Because then you say, whoa, 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 whoa. What went I certainly on? felt that way in the Canada-Spain game. Oh, I was 100% there, too. But I felt a little bit in the game yesterday, too, due to the fact that you talk about Luca's um, reputation, and he got to stay on that floor an extra 10 minutes when he should have been tacked out a long time ago. We're still trying to figure out why Dylan Brooks got thrown out of the game, except for the fact that his name is Dylan Brooks. <laughs> yeah. Well, his reputation precedes him as well, I guess. You know, in a weird way, but I mean, I don't, I like, okay, they teed him up and got him out of the game. They went to a commercial, came back and figured out he was gone. 
Okay, so how does that work out? That's what I'm saying. When they, uh, 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 now we're back from commercial, and Dylan Brooks is no longer playing. Huh? What? Well, it doesn't help that the commentators are calling it from here in Toronto as well. So there's a level of uh, disconnect there, right? Okay, I did not know that. Yes, because um, I'm blanking on his name. He calls the Blue Jays games. Oh, uh, Matt Devlin. No, no, he's filling in. Oh, yeah, he's filling in Blue Jays. Um, but uh, what the guy with the really deep voice, the bald head, uh, goatee. Showman. Yes. Yeah, he, Shulman, yeah, yeah. So that's why Shulman, uh, that's uh, why Devlin's been filling in because uh, uh, Shulman's been here in Toronto calling the FIBA, FIBA games, games oh, from, I like, it. I guess, on a monitor. Oh, by the TSN way. TSN does the same for uh, when they do, like, the Champions Hockey League. Yeah, you're right. They call it from here in Toronto. Oh, oh by the way, I just want a big shout-out to Matt Devlin, who's probably one of the most underrated guys in the city. Well, he's moved I'm over. A, I'm a fan of his. He moved over into the baseball booth. He does not miss a oh, you beat. Oh, you can tell he's got a background calling baseball. Oh, he, he's definitely done it in the past. No doubt yeah. about it. But big, the house that happens, our top of the list is Matt Devlin in the city. We like all the guys. We got nothing negative to say about him. But Matt, he's on one, top shelf. One thing I like about Devlin is that, like, when the Raptors were on the run, I heard people complaining about him. I'm like, you guys, it's the Fairweather fans who are complaining, first of all. Did you notice they were fans? <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot to say about fans. Devlin, House That Happens, love No, you. he's he's awesome. Big fan of his. Hoping we get the, the win. I really think that the networks are looking forward to the American... Um... Canada final. So we should also, not to bury lead, Canada did beat Slovenia 189. Yep. Gilgis Alexander leading the way for Canada. 31 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. RJ Barrett had a huge game. I'm very happy they're really bringing that up because I remember his dad being with uh, West back in the day. I'm old enough to well, remember Well, now he's running the show. Exactly. And uh, really happy. And they changed coaches with really, like, like without missing a beat. That's that, true. that tells you how, like, strong the organization is, I think. Uh, good, 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 good point out. Um, in any event, I just want to say in context of um, – I'm really hoping that the same guys play next year. I don't want to beat that to death, but you know what we're talking about when yeah, you form Shea, the team, uh, the Brooks, whole crew. Yeah, we got RJ, add, Kelly Olynyk, Powell. Know. They'll they'll all be there. Yeah, you know what I mean. The heart of the team has to come back because Agreed. Um, you know what I mean. Because that, it's that's guys like, like Corey Joseph and whoever they're kind of going to be like on. Okay, fringe, you know yeah. what? And it's kind of a drag. I hope they bring him along because Corey Joseph has been dedicated to the program for a long time. Even though now he, we're down the road. He but with, done, you know, Jamal Murray. Uh, as I was saying, you yeah. know, no, no. It's, it's, there's going to be some tough cuts. For the first time ever, Canada's going to have to cut NBA players, which is yes. just an amazing problem to have. It's, it's not. Anyway, big shout out. We're hoping for a win tomorrow. I'll probably get up and watch the game. Playing Serbia. Playing Serbia, who yeah. is extremely strong. But they don't have Jokic, so. What's that? They don't have Jokic. Well, they're well, they're in anyway for the playoffs. They're already made the Olympics. Well, I'm just I'm talking about just for like Glad here he and now. It. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll take that definitely. And in any event, there's another big international thing going on in New York City, and I just want to ask you a question before we talk about the U.S. Open. Do you think some of the games start too late? Some of the matches start too late. Uh yes, a little bit. I'm I'm surprised. I'm a little a little surprised to have it the way it's set up, especially since like. Like, if you're, like, in Europe, like, you're okay, not so going to have a chance to watch I'm gonna, this, I'm right? going to say, um, before we get into the meat of the tournament, I'm going to say this. That's the U.S. Open. Okay, so some events are centric to their, like, Roland Garros, 
the big Formula One races. Like, you know, there's things that are intrinsic to whatever the event is of that time. I, I agree. I mean, like the, the you know, under the lights at midnight. Oh, at the US, at that's the, a New York thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? It, being a New York thing, I, uh, my favorite guy, Mr. Tony Kornheiser, who, who goes to bed earlier than anybody, and they make jokes about it. He's, he was really irritated that it's on it. And, and, and Michael Wilbon came back, and I was on Wilbon's side in the, in the fact that... Um, I believe that since it is New York centric and that's how they do it in New York, why should you take away their privilege from Forest Hills is in New York. Yep. It's been there. They and the heart of Queens. And the heart of Queens, which has been what, done how many years? Generations. Yes. Yeah. Right so, beside uh, MetLife Stadium. You got yeah. it. So my my and I love the overhead shots. At night with the lights on, you yeah. really see how big this complex really is. Oh, this, this is on my bucket list, going to the U.S. Open. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I should have thought about it, too. But I'm going to start by going to one of the Rogers Opens first. Yeah, I've, I've never been to one of those no. either. we got the women coming next year. I would love to see one of those matches. Yeah, and it should be. And, and segueing into that, how do you like the tournament so far? Now, you know what you're going to do? It's been do? fun. You're going to put me on spoiler alert right now because i got to tell you the truth. I just finished watching Boris beat the other Russian, which was yesterday. Well, there was no men's today. Thank so God. So I'll start with that. Okay, good. Because Except both the semifinals are tomorrow. Good, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on that. I'm really cheering for the guy that's playing Djokovic. And you know why. Shelton? Yeah. No, not that, not playing Djokovic. He'll be playing. Um, no, did he already lose? Did Djokovic win? Djokovic is going to be playing Shelton tomorrow, oh, that's 3 p.m. A, so my, our boy with his hot girlfriend is gone. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, he name? lost to Alcaraz. Oh, right. The uh, German, yeah, so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, didn't see, I have that on tape. I'm gonna, so I don't, so it was a good match? Let me know that. No. Do you want me to tell you the results? No, no because I guess what happened, that guy was... Alcaraz won. There was no episode there. <laughs> there okay. I wanted, I got that. I, you know what happens is I keep the PVR running. I don't know the scores and I run home and watch them at night, but I expected that to be happening. Yeah. This Shelton kid's come out of nowhere, though. Yeah, I mean, it's been a good story. I mean, I don't... Suspect he's going to be the first to win the U.S. Open since, uh, oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name. Andy Roddick. Andy Roddick, thank yeah. you. The guy looks like Stifler from American Pie. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's him. Um, you know what? It is a great story, but you know what? Um, um, one of the things that I thought was a little bit, uh, and I shouldn't say this because being of African-Canadian descent, but I'm... Uh-oh. Um, I, I'm just saying that I'm glad that any great athlete that comes from a background where they've had to struggle to get to where they're going should be respected. Sure. Not due to the fact that they are from a particular gender, race, religion, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I've been noticing lately, like, I want, I want Shelton to be Shelton. I really like his yeah. game. He's extremely charismatic. But all I heard during the whole match was it just wasn't that the... I don't know where to go with this. It was the first time the Americans had two in, in a quarterfinal since when? The Andy Ruddick days. And they... Oh, oh I was going to say since before that, but... Was, was, that, was, that, that would have been my guess. I was no, going to say since, like, the Jimmy... Uh, Connors Jimmy and all Connors, that. Yeah, yeah. All that. That, well, that was one of the matches that came up with. A, I forget the guy that the, the young guy was going on there. I want people to be known for their merit. That's what I'm going to do. We're probably going to do a show on that in the future. But uh, Tafayo, who I really liked a lot, I was kind of cheering for him. I like Tiafo. Tiafo, yeah, yeah. I was kind of cheering for him, too. But um, an interesting thing that came up, though, is you're going to be in dominance in tennis, and you're going to go to the next level. He's getting up there now. He's 26, 27. And in the history of tennis, if you're going to make your explosion, that's why Shelton's got a little bit more hype because he's only 20 years old. Yeah, I mean, this is, and I mean, what better time to have your coming out party than at the U.S. Open, one of the four majors, right? Do you think Coco Goff is this is going to be her coming out party? 
Certainly looking like it. I mean, uh, let's finish up on the men's. I just want to yeah. say, so tomorrow we got Shelton versus Djokovic. That'll be at three. And then Alcaraz versus Medvedev is going to be at seven. I can't wait to see the Alcaraz-Medvedev battle. Because you know what? Boris That's going to be a match. He thinks he's going to win. He's got some attitude now, I guess, because he won two years ago, remember? Uh, yeah, of course I remember. do. And not only that, he won at a time where he kind of probably got a little bit of... Um, they started off as the villain, and he kind of became the hero as that uh, tournament but went But it along. wasn't Djokovic wasn't allowed to play. Yes. That was... Djokovic yeah. wasn't allowed to play. Because the state of New York is stupid, but... Yeah, but and, and who was injured? So I think he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because people have sure. suggested that perhaps maybe he had an easy ride. And I don't believe you ever have an easy ride in any tournament of this no. level. It's all earned and you win. You play the guy that's in front of you, correct? That being said, I think we're going to see an Alcaraz-Djokovic uh, rematch from Wimbledon, which we all want to see. Everybody wants to see. But what a Boris. I'm going to call him Boris ever since I've seen those shirts in the crowd. That said, Explain that. Oh, it's a shirt. And it's got Boris yeah. from Bullwin Rocky and Bullwinkle. And then you see Boris, and above it, it says Medivan. <laughs> and, like, his whole crew was wearing the shirts oh, in their yeah, box, right? All, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's epic. Like, you know, I do, I will say this, though. And um, in this day and age, and maybe because I'm getting old and my favorite sportscasters are old, one of the things I notice, too, just like the baseball stuff, is every time a guy makes a great shot, why do they got to look to their box? I Once mean, upon he, a time, the coaches just... weren't even allowed to talk to the players. Now, they're going to put a Soul Train freaking line at the U.S. Open? <laughs> I mean, you have like 37 different cameras. I mean, you might as well show them off. Okay, I, I agree. And I, and I agree with all You can't to keep just showing the hot girls in the stands. Uh, okay, but listen. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Why do you got it? Like, okay, it's the second set. Okay. Yeah. You're up 3-1. You hit one down the line and you win the fourth game and just acted like you won the lottery. That's the part. Now, when he gets to the big moments in the well, match, you're trying to fire up your guy. Ugh. No, why is the guy looking at the crowd so they can get back to him when everyone gets excited? You know, see, maybe I'm a traditionalist. Maybe I'm maybe. just getting too old. Because I back in the day, remember in the day, just what you're just allowed to be. Well, are you saying remember? I don't know. Okay. Okay. I've only gotten into tennis like pretty recently, so oh, this is no, this is just like it. the norm. Like the last ten years, I've been watching tennis, okay. so this this is the norm for me. John McEnroe are the same age. I watched him since I was a kid. He's mm -hmm. top 10 athlete of all time. Four-time major winner. Oh, yeah. No, seven. Would have won 10 if he went to the No, Australia. he's got four majors. Ooh, McEnroe? Yeah. He's got seven. No, we can look this up right now. He's got okay. two Wimbledons, two U.S. Opens. Okay. Let's go see what the survey says. Back. I'm on your side. I'm going with the seven. I'm going with the seven. I'm pretty sure it's seven. Oh, wow, you're right. Okay. Thank you very Apologies. much. That's my He's, boy, Matt. I don't know why I got four from. Can I say one thing in, in defense of Matt? Three Wimbledons, four U.S. Opens. Yes, and you know why? In his first one, I think he won at 18 or 19. But here's the thing about McEnroe that people do not realize. Okay? He won at 20, his first U.S. Okay, Open. Okay, he was at 20. Okay. I'm going to tell And he made the finals at Wimbledon as a, as a, as a um, walk-on at 17. Oh, oh, he made the finals. Okay. He made the semifinals against somebody when he's 17 as a walk-on. Like, you're okay. one of those qualifier guys. And, I'll do and he's won the tour finals three times as well. Oh, yeah. And, but here's, here's another thing about McEnroe. What people don't understand because everything's so got newer is that once upon a time, um, the Australian Open was always at December. Yes, we've I, gotten into this on the show before. So a lot of the American guys just wouldn't even show up. I mean, forget the Americans. Just a lot of people just wouldn't show up. There you go. Yeah. Another story, another time. Um, my my pick is Sabalinka is still in there, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's playing. So there's two Americans actually left yes. in the semifinals. Goff yeah. is going to go off against uh, 
Machova, the Czech. Uh, that's at 7 p.m. Oh, these are both tonight, the semifinals. Yeah, I got it. Coco goes at 7 tonight, and then uh, Zabalenka goes against Keys at 8.15. Um, I thought Von Drusa girl was going to make it again, but she kind of ran out of gas. I'm calling Zabalenka yeah, to win it all. Keys. Yeah, I am. I'm calling, like, because I thought Zabalenka should have won at, at Wimbledon. Yeah. And she ran out of gas or something, but she's looking beastly. So is that Belenka Goff final? Yeah, that's what I'm looking. I'm hoping that'd be cool. That, that's, that'd be cool. That's the final. Would be we're a great set. Oh, actually, I might have to tape that one because I'm. Uh, it'll be at Humber. Well, I, I don't think it would be done. I think it's probably going to be done well before five o'clock. So I got to record that. We will. And as you notice here at the house, that happens. We have a big shout out to all things tennis, so to speak. And as we continue on, we yes. should be. We got to take a little bit of time to discuss the fact that as we speak. At this moment, which is approximately 90 minutes before the football game kicks off, the Toronto Blue Jays are actually the third wild card as we speak. Getting away with that after losing to the atrocious Oakland A's yesterday. Yes, I had a chance to sweep the series, and of course they blew it. Why, why, why sweep when we don't have to? <laughs> Mind you, you win the last series, you're going to likely make the playoffs. So. What you're doing in the quality starts. So can I have one? And also Texas is... Starting to fall apart. I'm seeing the game on Tuesday, Toronto, Texas. Hopefully, another Jays win then. Oh, well, we'll see. I'm gonna give you taking my mom. Love I'm, you, mom. It's her I, delayed uh, birthday gift. Mrs. Milani, have a great time. I know your son will take great care of you. I'm. Thinking, I got. Uh, she's gonna be mad that I got good seats, but ah, uh, that's good. She'll be even. <laughs> I, I, well, that's just because of me. Oh, that's a good thing. That's what moms get. You know what I third, mean. Third baseline, uh, lower decker bus. Oh, for my me. favorite. That's my yeah. favorite place in the whole park. But anyways, before I get on, it would be remiss of me if I had to. Uh, how you know, buddy? We could all be like, well, we'll go get you on in a second. I'm just doing our thing. Um, it would be remiss of me as I I take shots at players. With you. The rest of them. With no. the best of them. Come okay. on. Okay, so I take a few shots at players. One of the guys that I've really taken a kick at, and I've already said, Kikuchi, I'm going to drive you to the park, is that I don't know what to do about my take on Mr. Bassett anymore with his 14-game wins and eight shutout innings yep. the other night. Someone's going to say that was against Oakland. I don't give a damn. What Still major league team. Major league team, eight innings pitched to shutout. You can't ignore that kind of no. stuff. However, what's your take on Bassett? Would he be the first? Okay, we're, we're in the playoffs. Okay, the very first game. What is that? Oh, it's two out of three anyway, right? The first. He, no I think. You gonna start the first game? No, the Gosman's my number game one starter, hands down. No, no doubt, right? Yeah. Okay, who goes second? Bassett has to. Now. I think yeah, that's got to be Bassett. Only because uh, of Barrios weeks, up like, and down. A few weeks ago, a month ago, I would have said Kikuchi. Not anymore. No, he seems to be running out of gas. Now, I think he's gonna have five starts right yet, so we can't say that Ryui. Really, he might have a shot at this, even though his last start wasn't as good. But look at—we'll see. He's he's still fringe for the uh, playoff roster, I'd say. Uh, I'm not right. sure he has a job. I, uh, you're right because we'll go with the bullpen guys yeah. instead. We'll go with the four starters and the bullpen, I guess. Up you put it, because like think about like he's got to pass Barrios and Kikuchi, basically, right? I'm wondering what happens, especially for the wild card round. Yes, oh. he's got to pass one of those guys, but. Uh, my, my take on this is that I don't understand. And I don't see him coming out of the bullpen. No. No, you don't? No. No, I don't see him coming out either because he needs to warm up. In any event, I'm. Um, this is the chance right now. Like We've got uh, Kansas City on the weekend. We have to win at least two or three. I think that Texas is playing who? They're playing the Yankees maybe or somebody like that? Texas. I know they just finished the series against Houston. And got swept. 
in a marquee game of marquee games, which never seemed to work out there, and the whole world talked about it, Max Scherzer against Justin Vlander. Oh, they laid an egg. Out? Oh yeah. my God! And Texas. This time of the year, it's four oh, Texas teams. has got Oakland this weekend. Oh, so. they got away with it. Who do the Yankees play this weekend? Is it Tampa the Bay? Thing? Got no. Tampa Bay is playing Seattle, so that oh, could, that could benefit us. us. Yes, definitely. Yankees playing Milwaukee. Well, that, uh, that's not going to benefit us. Milwaukee keep on winning. Yankees are out of it though. I heard today that they were talking. Are they about seventy and sixty nine? Come on. Christopher Russo and Steve Phillips were just saying that the way that New York guy. Us, yes, what they were saying. We've got to bring him up. Even though Russo is not a Yankees fan. Really. Was he a Mets? He's a Mets oh, guy. Okay, fair enough. But um, he, they were bringing it up because he absolutely wrote them off a month ago. So Steve Phillips is trying to say he's going to backtrack. But the bottom line is the Yankees have to pass three teams, so they're not going to do it. So uh, I'm glad they're gone. Boston's out of there. What we should be really talking about is the Toronto Blue Jays are starting to look like they have an everyday lineup. Even though it's going to change Finally. in a couple of days from now, because like, Chapman's going to go back to third and Bichette's going to go to second. But the other guy should just move around. Should leave Merrifield or, or Schneider. Leave Schneider mm-hmm. at second base because he can't play the outfield. And Merrifield, yeah. you're going to have to go in left field for now because of the way the hitting's gone. That's fine. That's okay? fine. But, we're going, but you're going to know. So tell Merrifield, listen, you're next for the rest of the season, you're going to be in left field. And this should be the lineup, like going. I'm forward. fine with even though he's a below average outfielder. We've discussed this a little bit before. I, I think you need you need Gurriel? Schneider's bat. Is he? Yes. Is he? Is he? And we need Gurriel's. I mean, we need Mir- Mirafield's bat. Is Merrifield a better outfielder than Gurriel? And mm, if he, he doesn't is, have the, he does, doesn't have the arm. Oh no, no. But I mean, he tracks balls better, so maybe he doesn't need the arm. Is that how it's supposed to work at times? That's how I look. Sure, at fair it. enough. You know what I'm he saying? He's for average. And he hits for average, so, so we're going to be good there. Uh, as long as they do it consistently. I want to do another shout-out is that I think that even though I've said a few things in the past because I think that the dressing room's a little bit messy, I think we should pull. there should be some pushback on the amount of negative talk there is about Vladdy of late. The guy's hit 19 of his last 21 games, and the 261 average doesn't look good. No. But he's got the hustle back, except for that one running play. <laughs> Which was awful. That was a bad running play. Oh, it's 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 glaring. They at least try to make it look like you know you want to get that base hit. I want to know like where where do you where do you get like that? What makes you suddenly decide I'm playing like this? But Vladdy, I, I think he's been playing a little better. Don't you see it? A little more enthusiasm a in bit, his games. A bit. Okay, we need more. But I'm saying that um, he still. It, can, he, it could be a little when he's got when he doesn't have Bo in the lineup though. He can. Like it looks like he's like trying too hard sometimes, though. Maybe that's what it is. And I've Although he's been, it's been a weird season for Vladdy. He's going to drive in a hundred RBIs. Is he? He's got eighty something with twenty some games. I think that's not so- quite a hundred. Okay, he la- what did he get last year? Ninety nine. Uh, something like that. Yeah, so he might not be. And Let's you're hope. not a hundred RBI hope. guy. If, like you can't see a hundred RBI season if you only had ninety nine. So I, I mean, think he should enough, be. I but... think he should be. No, it doesn't say that. It's like we're going to the Nylander thing. If he scored thirty nine goals going into negotiations, but, he, but he did score forty last year. Yeah, he scored, so. but now he's a forty goal scorer. You know how that works, Mister Analytics. Come on. Uh, I think there's a few other things we could talk about for baseball, but I think we can save them for next week. Okay. The, okay. Definitely. I just want to say one thing. I think that this. Um, this. Um, New wild card, we should bring it up before the playoffs, is good, bad, and ugly for baseball. I like the format a lot more than the one game. Oh, no, no, no. The one game is bullshit. I don't like that either. I like this format, but I'm just thinking that um, for fan interest, it's it's pretty insane because look at that. Look at that. um, The the division out west there with Houston, Texas, and Seattle. 
That's a dog fight. That's going to go down to the wire. And not only that, let's look at the wild card race in the National League. Oh my God! Talk about a dog fight oh, there. Yeah, it was it Arizona, the Cincinnati, Cubs, the Miami Giants. just moved into the last spot last night. That's surprising. Look I did at, not uh, think we, they were going to be. Remember, we thought they'd fall away, but they. I, I still think they will. I do too. I think that they just fall. They they just they did like Toronto. They snuck in last night that they're the last wild card. I know but the Giants the, are two and a half games back and are five hundred, but I I think they fell down out. and they can't get it up. Really? I don't, I don't think so. They, you know what happened to them? So you think Miami's gonna clinch it or Cincinnati? You think, I'm going with Cincinnati. Oh, their their defense sucks. Doesn't the matter. Sucks. They run, they swing, and they pitch. They drop <laughs> a lot of balls, man. And I'm a defense guy. But you know what? It's, Their it's, defense is so one of the worst in the league. Top five. Top you five. know what? Their their schedule is actually like pretty easy. That's what I'm saying. So they got uh, Cardinals at home this weekend. Then they go into Detroit. They go to the Mets. Uh, Minnesota at home. Pirates at home. Go to Cleveland for two, and then they finish off three games in St. Louis. Yeah, I, okay, I see your point. That's what I'm thinking. They're gonna Those are teams in. you could beat up on. I'm uh, I'm also going to say this. Even though I think that Strider was probably one of the best pitchers in the National League, I have to go with, uh, what's his name, Snell for the Cubs? The way that he's come down the stretch, he's probably going to be the Cy Young winner. A lot of people have been uh, pumping his tires lately. Well, but his last few starts, too, when Chicago's needed him, like he's like, you know, the stopper, that, yeah. that, that starter, that's your stopper. He, If you look at his record since Chicago's made this race coming down there, with Bellinger, back to Bellinger MVP status. Um, I don't even, there's just too much, too many guys ahead of him, though. That's oh, no, problem. he won't, but I'm saying we'll he's, get, we'll playing, get... he's playing at that MVP sure, status. Sure. That's all I'm saying, but he's not going to win it, definitely. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Uh, moving on, a quick shout out to the Toronto Argonauts, won the Labor Day Classic against the dreaded Hamilton Tiger Cats 41-28 in Hamilton improved to 9 and 1 on the season. Do you know that that score is, is flattering for Hamilton? <laughs> it's actually Well, I know for a lot of the game they were like the Argos like start off with like what a 17 nothing lead. Oh, it was at, and, and they just and, didn't and, look back. And then the Argos kind of took the um, the, the pedal and then um, I think Hamilton scored. I actually watched a lot of the game. And they want to put it down. Now, as football goes really quickly, because we're going to lose our mind in a minute, um, yes, I want indeed. a big shout-out to the running back, Willette, on the Toronto Argonauts for coming in. Well, first, we got a shout-out to Mr. Did we already talk about his contract the last show? We did, did. We? we did. Anyways, I'm glad that he's here for three years. But when you think about football, because it's such a regimented war, man-on-man thing, I really appeals to me when um, people bring out stuff to – what would you call it? Uh, accessories and stuff for the game. Sure. Did you see his Thor hammer coming into the Tim Hortons <laughs> arena in Hamilton? It was epic. Comes walking in, he's got the hammer in his hand. Well, the CFL's always done that way better than the NFL. Oh, yeah, because they let them have fun. Yeah. Let them have a little fun. The NFL recently been... finally like changed their stance on like the dances and stuff. Oh, but it took years, and I don't know why. But did you see the fans? Like, Of course, the Hamilton people are just hating it. Of course, but that's they're the supposed way, to. That's the way sports is supposed to be, yeah. don't you think? Big shout-out to the Argos in their 9-1, and one, 100%, though, if you know what I'm saying. And it uh, looks like it could be another, like you said last time, Winnipeg-Toronto final. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll, 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 we'll get to that. Now, of course, the reason we're here is for the, that's the full enchilada. And the full enchilada says this. Football season is about to begin. How are you doing, bro? Football season is about to begin. However, before I want to go, I don't know if I should talk about this, but at the end of the show, but I got something else I want to talk about instead is that 
For one minute, can we just talk about the phenomenon that is now Dion Sanders? Oh, sure. What do you want to get into? Just for a second here, I think that, um, as I just said previously, and I, if you listen to the whole tape, sometimes I could trip over myself in trying to eliminate things that, that are away from the field that affect the field. You know what I'm talking about. Right. So let's not go there. But in any event, we all know that Deion Sanders, he, 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 easily one of the greatest football players of all time, first ball in the Hall of Fame of all of that. But one of the things that Deion Sanders has always had a reputation for is teaching kids. He's been known that a long mm-hmm. time. So they put him in a position where he went down to an HCBU, which, or HBCU, um, where he was going to get a start to show that he could coach. Did a very good job at Jackson State, moved up to Colorado, and took a plethora of negative press, people in the game, other coaches, and people in the industry. And some of it was based on stuff that's been happening for the last 200 years in America. Mm. Which I think we should be trying to push that away, and you know where I'm. That, that's at. news to me because I thought he was kind of coming out looking like the hero with the uh, whole th- move to Colorado. No, really, no. He took a lot of backlash, and not only that, with the with the uh, the portal. Mm. Okay, he got his nose in there and snipped a few players. Oh, that's the game. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Dion could have got away with this 10 years ago, but he got away with it now. That's the game now, though. You got to play it or you're going to just die, basically. Okay, so now what he has done in the first game of the season, he has beaten the team that was in the national championship last year. Yeah. Okay? So I think that... If Dion and Dion's not afraid to say I'm Dion, they don't call him Prime Coach Prime for nothing. Okay, he's never been afraid to say anything. There you go. So when I think that he clapped back a, a, a bit at his distractors, I thought it was well deserved because here at the house that happens, we may say something about you, but we're going to judge it on your results, not judging it on you because of factors that have nothing to do with the competition. Yes, so that's the best way to put it. One hundred percent. Can we I put agree. the period on the sentence in the house that happens? We will not judge. So I want to say. Continued success to Deion Sanders. All that other nonsense has nothing to do with football. I hope it goes away. But most importantly at all, did you see his son play? I did not. His son's a quarterback. Oh. My God, he is. He was more than dynamite. It was unbelievable. Well, best to him. And by the way, he's playing. Oh, who's Colorado playing this weekend? And the coach that's going there. They're the two most scrutinized coaches in the in the um, in the football college this year so it's colorado against i forget but the guy's name is nebraska like, nebraska yeah and and, he, and the, the new coach is coach rule sometimes he said that he he had one of the comments that were kind of negative about uh dion so this is already getting slotted into a okay. big time slot on espn nice on the weekend. spicy yeah it's already it's already the drama's being built and i think it, like the game got moved up to a more prime time position in 12 o'clock 12 noon it, it is it yeah yeah so it got moved up into and that's not espn too it's yeah. moved into a bracket so it should be interesting makes the game more interesting when we want to uh but it's all about the competition people first yeah. and that takes us perfectly to uh i want to get into a little bit about thursday night games being flexed this year and we all know why that is, who's running the show with Thursday Night Now, your buddy uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon. I did not realize when I guessed how much the money was involved, you blew me out of the water. Yeah, I thought it was like a billion. 11-year like, deal, $1 billion per year. I think one thing that we should be discussing, though, is if they're always talking about player safety and they want to flex a big game in, is they going to reflect the fact that maybe the team didn't play? Because suddenly you might have two... Like a lot of players have said, one one year, one week, okay, but now you're going to make it maybe two times a season. You're going to have that short. That's rough. 
That's it rough. Is. It is. The Thursday night games always sucked anyways. I mean, like, have, like, one or two with, like, real, like, like you know, the opener and whatever. I've, I've always been for that. But, like, I don't know, Thursday night games every week, it kind of, like... Well, you know, know, they're saying that it... It kind of cheapens it a little bit. I agree, too, because the teams are already. But traditionally, what used to happen is my beloved Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys, who people did not want to play on Thursday, they were always prepared every year. They knew that they geared up for this to happen. Now every team's got to do it because yeah. when you think about it now, like yeah, you're any, talking about the Thanksgiving games before the Thanksgiving yeah. games, because that was a traditional thing, which was really cool. But those teams knew that they were doing it, accepted that for their fans, whatever the case may and be. And that's like one of the exceptions I'm fine with. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying too. But I mean, it's getting to the next level now, where you know that after week two, week three, and four, Jacksonville is going to be staying over in England or over in Europe to play two games in a row. So money that, that's changes a di- that's different everything. <laughs> but I'm not big about this flex fan, and I don't know anybody that said anything about it except for not even the owners have been auspiciously quiet. Well, because they got the money in their pockets. 11 bill. Can you say 11 bill? But I don't want to hear any of them talking about player safety or the, the coaches come out or we're going to have a new committee because they've already done enough. Like one of the rules that I'm going to find really interesting this year is the kickoff rule. Yeah. You know, now if you catch the ball inside the 25-yard line, you can make a fair catch, and they automatically move it to the 25-yard line. I find that to be interesting. We'll see if that rule sticks, though. Um, I think it's going to stick. You think so? Yeah, because what's going to happen is going to be up to an individual. So let's go back to one of the greatest kick returners of all time. Dion's going to take it anytime he wants because Dion's that kind of guy. You know, there's some guys in the league sure. that are just going to go, but a lot of time it's just going to be a fair catch. You know what I mean? You're going to take it to the 25 line line, especially when you're in a position where you're down by a score and it's a close game and you just need the field goal. You're going to take a chance of your guy running around when you know you get the 25. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a shorter grid to get to the field goal area. I don't know. It should be interesting. should be. Uh, One more thing I wanted to get to before we really get into the meat and potatoes of this. There will be three weeks or three Monday nights where there's going to be two Monday night games on at the same time. Starting next week. Starting week two. That's called the ultimate overkill. So you know what they're going to tell you to do? So I guess there's no more of the Monday night doubleheaders. They're just going to simulcast them. Okay, because what they're telling you now is if you were streaming, you could split your TV screen into two. And you can yeah, have we need two screens. No, and they're doing that in your screen. Don't Can't they split the screen? Uh... Uh, that I don't know about that. I never like picture in picture. That's why no, I... No, picture in picture sucks. Okay, that's why I went to my present setup where I have four screens. So a situation like this is not going to bother me. No. So, <laughs> but, uh, so next weekend we will have, or next Monday, it's going to be Saints at Panthers at 7.15 and then Browns at Steelers at 8.15. That's we, still a little break. Yeah, but the majority of that game, the majority is going to be on at the same time. I would say less. The week after... Um, Philadelphia at Tampa at 7.15, and then the Rams at the Bengals at 8.15. And then week 14, we have two games there on same kickoff time. Wow. Uh, Packers at Giants and uh, Titans at Dolphins, both at 8.15. North North audience and south audience. Notice where these markets are, where they put the games in. These guys aren't stupid. They like the We call it the monolith. That's true. And, and, and you know what? Here's the thing, buddy. It's all based on gambling anyway. So if they played in your kitchen at Tuesday morning, people are going to be there. It's just the, the, the evolution of the NFL. Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. But it's, like, it's just one of those things where it's like it's cheapening Monday Night Football. It's once again proving that Sunday nights 
the primetime game. Okay, so everyone's been saying that for years. So now what I think they should do is come back is not overkill, is that Monday night was, I, I think traditionally it's kind of pissed me off because I grew up in the era when Monday night football became Monday night football. Frank Gifford, Howard Cosell, yep. Don Meredith and all that, the Yellow Jackets, yep, the yep. whole nine yards. Iconic. Yeah, that's the way it should have been. But like I said, money changes everything, bro. Everything. And it's, I'm not saying it's ever going to get to the saturation point because let me ask you, honestly, Ms. Milan, Mr. Milani, if you're coming home and there's football game on, are you watching it? Of course. Of course you are. So guess what? What else am I going to do? We're not going to try to be hypocrites about it. The only thing it. that would get in the way of that is if, like, the Leafs are on or something. Oh, gee. Go stand in the corner. <laughs> How did we get here? Well, if you had one TV. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Okay, uh, just saying, just saying. Not everyone could have a four-screen okay, setup. Okay, I, I agree with what you're saying. So I, I get that point there. In any event, what the really issue is to me is, like, the saturation of the game and the quality of it because we're screaming for competition. And if you anyways compromise players that have to get to the field but shorter weeks, hmm. flexing stuff in, add in the injuries. Like, you're doing one thing, like doing the kickoff thing. And then the next thing you know, you're going to tell the guys, hey, we'll let you know when we're flexing. Kind of, kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. It and like how much, like, how much uh, time do they have before they know that the game is flexed to Thursday? Sunday night? Oh, that's rough. That's I rough. I believe it is because what they're trying to do is they're trying to figure out what the best game to use. You know, just like they flex on Sunday nights. Yeah. Which is okay to do on no, a Sunday. No, that's fine because like, it's it's, you're still playing on the same day. Exactly. But now they want to flex on Saturday. And you know what the real problem is? Is the guys like Mahomes who have come out and said, you're not going to have the 0-8 Carolina Panthers on a flex game on a Thursday. No, it's going to be all the good teams. You got it. So then not only that, you get kind of punished for being as good as you are as a team, which is weird. You know? It's very weird. I just hope it doesn't dilute the quality of the games. That's all I'm saying. But we'll, but it has on I'll Thursday. I'll drink to that. What's, I'll, I'll drink, drink to that. that. Okay, but we, we can't say that's going to happen because we know some of the Thursday night games last couple of years have been duds. It's getting a little better, though. So, I mean, we'll see. Uh, it's not like the days where it's like AFC South teams playing every, every Thursday. Every Thursday. Oh, my <laughs> God. those were Or like the Jets or something. Um, when, they, when they were bad, 100%. I hear you. Do I get to the uh, division picks, or real meat and potatoes? First and foremost, I think it cannot be understated at the greatness at the beginning of football season. For sure. I'm, I know you. Fantasy, gambling. Oh, everything about it. Survivor pools. Do you know I walked into a grocery store and I was looking at a fantasy magazine and I had a 10-minute conversation with a guy I've never known in my life and will never see him again? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's football baby that's what football does or you know i've been uh going down the streets and, and I, as you know i might happen to be wearing some detroit lion gear on occasion mm-hmm. i got people yelling out of the cars at me <laughs> this is since saturday of our last show what are the lions gonna do buddy hey the lions gonna get killed lions yeah come on man and you just yeah what do you do walk your dog and you wave right <laughs> But the inti- what else are you going to do to the passersby? But it's, it's really, that just tells you the level of intensity or fandom involved in football. Yes. That people, and we're one of the, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. One of the most overhyped things that go on before you even play a down. That for people like the last six out, months. Oh, yeah. All, I've heard, all you've heard is lines, lines, and lines. It's coming out of the windows at people. It's making me very, very nervous. But I must say this. The Not reason, used to the spotlight, eh? I'm, I'm very, very excited that this is the first time in my life that the Lions have ever had a, like a, like a power play or at a point where they are 
part of something that's great in football. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only opening night. But still, that's they, cool. They, for them to get, like, I, I was shocked when I heard it to start with. And I know the, the, the pushback was brutal. Yeah. Due to the fact that um, it's the Lions, man. It's the Lions. Well, you know what? Some of us are disciples of the Detroit Lions. And I'm going to tell you this. If we happen to beat Kansas City tonight, whoo, whoo. Now, let's just, we're, we're going to get to the divisions in this, but this is the first game of the year. And let's just look at the sheer gambling part of it, okay? It used to be that, what was it, 90% of the times when you get the rings out, you win. Mm-hmm. Last couple times hasn't worked out that way. Ask the Rams yes. last year. Yeah, oh, they got smoked opening night last year against the Bills. Yes, they did. And um, who won the year before Tampa? What year was that? I think they were the other team that lost for the first time, I think. It was, was it Kansas City that got their first one the year before? Was it that? Then? No, because Kansas City won. Was somebody in between there? Who else has won in there? I'd have to look it up. But one of the teams has lost. And I think the, the winning percentage on um, on Thursday nights, on opening nights, like over 900. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So the if the Lions do lose tonight. No, it must have been Kansas City that won the year before Tampa. Yeah, I think it was too. Yeah. No, because in Tampa, did they go back to back, Kansas City? Yes, they did, and then they lost the second time. Yep. Well, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Anyways, we got the starting off here today, and I am pumped. Once again, I want to send a big shout-out to my brother Joe, who's uh, out on uh, Bank Victoria Island or wherever we want to call it. I know you're in there, Joe. I hope you, you, you'll get this feed really, really soon. Jay, how you doing? we got our executive producer in the house, and we can't even get him to sit down at the table. You know what I'm saying? Well, grab a mic. You grab a mic. <laughs> say hi, no? You can say Oh, it's that. But listen, we're going to do it. We're, we're talking football right now. You got any prognostications? Lions are going to be good this year. See what? You know what? This is the sound of Jay. That's the sound of me stomping on people's hands trying to get on our bandwagon. They're going to smoke the Vikings. Oh, I, that's now I like you better. <laughs> I like you so much better. Yeah, so Kansas City beat San Francisco uh, the year before. And then they lost to Tampa the next year. Okay, that's yeah. what it was. Okay. They got smoked by Tampa. I forgot the score was that bad. Yes. 31 to 9. Ouch. Yeah, but that's because the guys, the two guys got hurt in the line, remember? That's true. running for his life. He, then that's they had true. the Dominican Sue and all those crazies chasing him. But in any event, before we go any further about prognostications, I just want to say they are kind of like lottery tickets. You buy them because you hope. Oh, sure. That's all it is. And we're hoping it is, too. So what I've done is we're going to go a little bit later um, in the thing to talk about this after we talk about things. I brought a couple of old football annuals that come in there just to discuss the people that are the experts, how many times they are accurate and how many times they're full of shit. <laughs> so when you get down to the house that happens, we can either be accurate well, I know uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, Urinating Tree, he does his uh, annual football predictions. And whenever he uh, says a team lets like a kind of a little bit of an upset to win a division, he calls it the kiss of death because it ultimately does not occur. No, no. And I will agree with him. <laughs> he, has, he has a horrible record with uh, hot takes. Well, but, that's it, my, but Tree, you're awesome. One of my favorite YouTubers. I think you'd enjoy his content as well. A lot of football, a lot of hockey. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's a Pittsburgh guy. Well, look him up. I'll take after the show. I'll take him and I'll and I'll go and become a fan or whatever it's going to take. But let's let's go now. What we really want to do is this is the house that happens where we're going to put down on paper what Mr. Milani and Mr. Cruz are going to um, prove to be some of the greatest takes in the football season of 2023. Now, Mr. Milani, if you remember last year and if you checked the tape, no matter what we predicted, who was going to win a division and what was going on, what did I say was going to happen? No matter what. 
Patrick Mahomes is going to win oh. the Super Bowl. I didn't care what anybody said about anything. How much this you year? loved it? Last year. Oh, last year. Okay. I'm going to get to this in a minute. But what I just want everyone to know, if you want to check the tapes, that I Cruz said, I don't care who wins the division, who's your favorite player, what your mom bought for you on your birthday. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. And guess what happened? They won the Super Bowl. After, like... A lot of the football world was saying that they were dead in the water. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Which, the, which was ridiculous. Of course, because you know what? That's a little bit of Patrick Mahomes' hate, don't you think? Of course. I mean, we, we got into that a little bit, or a lot last year, where it's a lot of people, maybe uh, the wife and... Uh, Judging. The, the brother. <laughs> My friends they made in Mexico from KC would, uh, might, might uh, agree with that. That That's was, that was reason. crazy when you told me about that. But in any event, we're going to run down the divisions. We're going to run down uh, who we think we're going to make the playoffs. Ultimately, we're going to run down who we want to say the Super Bowl. I guess we're going to start in the AFC, correct? Yes, uh, AFC East. I have Buffalo winning. No surprise there. I have Buffalo winning too, but I do believe, if I may be able to say something, that this may be the toughest division in football. I'm going to call that out right now. I'm going to make but a couple notes. one thing to consider is that... Nothing good comes after but. Uh, the strength of schedule, the AFC East, all these teams are towards the bottom. Like they each, like it's the hardest schedules that they have. Why? Who are they playing? The NFC West? Um, I, I believe so. No, Mission. I do have they, have. they have one of the harder schedules. Yes. So they play. And when they cross over, they play the- NFC East. So there's some good teams in there, and oh, they play NFC East and AFC AFC West. NFC East and AFC West. Yeah. Ooh, that, that is going to make for a tough schedule. Which isn't going to get to at the end because I don't think anybody in the league is going to win 14 games this year. I really don't. I don't Maybe think so either. I think it's going to be far too tough. What do you think of the rest of the divisions in, in your Patriots? Ooh, okay. So um, I, I guess I'll just say this now. I think Miami is going to be a big disappointment this year. I think they fall back. I think they are going to fall back too. And I really, I, I don't know why. It's just something, uh, I don't know. I'm, I've always hated Miami. It just seems to be something like I hate the Dolphins too. So you know, much. well, maybe that's why we're being a little bit I'm, prejudiced. I'm, I'm a little biased because I'm a Patriots guy and we could just never win in Miami, but. And, and, and kick them in every other time you needed to, which yeah. just, it didn't matter. I, the reason I think they're falling back is because I think the competition in the division alone is going to be tough. You can't get away from the fact that the New York Jets are going to make a difference. And look at already. They're Monday night against Buffalo. Look at the first Monday mm-hmm. night game of the year. That's mega already. First of all, it's a division game. It could have something to do with the end of the year. So people always remember this in every sport. Every game matters, especially in football. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I'll say it too. Um I'll just throw it out there. I think the Jets are going to be one of the wild cards this year. We'll get to the wild cards in a minute. Well, what are you going to do, too? Because I'm going to say that. I think that the reason I'm going to say that I think this is going to be one of the toughest divisions in football is because the Buffalo Bills, the New England Patriots, and the New York Jets may all have top 10 defenses. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? And even there's, The Dolphins have a good defense And themselves. they're solid, too. So that's what I'm saying. So all four teams can play defense. But did you see anything about the cornerback of the New York Jets comparing them to the 85 Dolphins in the 2000? 85 Bears, you mean? 85 Bears and all yeah. that. Oh, a couple sports guys got on team and just ripped the guy. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't get ahead of yourself like that. But, I mean, but with I want to talk a little bit of Miami. I think we're going to see a big regression from Tua. Really? Yeah, I think we are. Because a lot of his numbers last year, like, he, he only played the first half of the season. Wasn't there for a lot of the tougher games that the team had. Yeah, point well taken. Yeah. And, I mean, like, and health with him is always going to be a concern. Well, I, I think the only thing that's going to hold back the New York Jets, and I always say this, no O-line, no football team. So we, they haven't played it down. That's they, the big problem with their team. But, we don't but they're stacked in every other position. Uh, they're, they're, I, I heard somebody put it this way. Um, 
that the guy that brought up the New York Jets trying to compare them to, they want to be a general racial defense. And everyone said, where did you get the nerve to be like that? They're saying, well, what if that's the bar that they want to raise to? Sure. I've never looked at it from that point of view. I thought that's a little bit cocky, but I mean, if you want to set a bar where you want to go, why wouldn't you set it with the I mean, I mean, when you're going to say that before you've even, you know, taken that first step, people are always going to, you know, and, question it, right? And, so we'll and, see. Okay. Week one against Buffalo, that's going to be the first real test. Here we go. So anyways, we're predicting there's both of us are calling the Bills to win the division. Yes. Okay. Uh, the North. Okay. We're going to go to the NFC. <laughs> we talked a little bit before this, uh, uh, before the show. We have, obviously we have different opinions because I have oh, Cincinnati yeah. winning the division. Okay. I don't. I have Baltimore. Winning the division. Okay? okay. Not bad pick. I'm going to say this because what has happened is Baltimore's defense has always been solid. They've tightened it up because they had a whole few holes last year. And I really believe that Lamar wanted to play every game. But I'm going down the stretch with that money, uh, looking for his money. I'm still saying that that hamstring hurt a little more when you are when you don't have the check. Sure. And once sure. that check came in, that hamstring got a lot better. And in my fantasy draft, I took Lamar last night. So I'm hoping he can but, stay in. But here's the key. They got Od- oh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. They picked up, and they got this kid Flowers. Yes. Where they picked up yes. a rookie who could be doing something. And not only that, Mark Andrews, who is arguably top five tight end in the league, is going to be back 100% healthy with a yeah, good old awesome. line. A good old line. So that's the reason I'm going against them. As a matter of fact, I'm even saying this. J- Joe Burrow has not played a lot this year in, in practice, and he's going to come out and play Sunday. There. You have to have some reps. So he's starting the first game off as a division game, isn't it? It is. Against Cleveland, right? Yeah. In Cleveland, he's a horrible record in Cleveland to start with. I think he's 1-3 and three career, career Get the bad get game out of the way. It's okay. Oh, is that what you're thinking? Well, I'm predicting this. Here's my hot take on the matter. I'm saying the Cincinnati Bengals will not make the playoffs in 2023. Whoa. You heard it here first. I, Cruz, have said the Cincinnati Bengals will not make the playoffs. However, we will talk about the Cleveland Browns in a minute we go division by division. So we'll get we'll talk about who you think your wild cards are. Yes. Okay, so we, oh, we'll talk about that later. Okay, yeah. so you got Baltimore, I got Baltimore, you got Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay. Uh AFC South, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the easiest pick <laughs> of anything you're gonna do. Yeah, because my thinking there is like I I think the wheels are really gonna fall off for the Tennessee Titans this year. I think they're gonna be a trash team. I think the problem is it's going to be because of Tannehill that they waited on him for too long. So are they going to waste that defense? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're going to waste and, like, and uh, um, uh, oh, my God, what's his name? Uh, Henry. Henry? I, yeah. I he's, he's at the, the point they were like, uh, <laughs> when's the drop-off going to happen? Well, all, all, um, all numbers when they said the running backs, and we may put this out to the latest, greatest analyst, one of them out there, Miss Mina Kimes. She's got the running back thing down to a yard. Oh, and she's talking a lot of good things about my Patriots, which, which had, has me nervous this year. But in, and she's not always right, so just think of it that way. But anyway, yeah, we'll but see. She's, uh, she's pointed out there, and Henry is at that age and that mileage, at that carriage, at that freaking tire being wore down, that is a possibility that he could rush for 1,000 yards and it's going to look like a weak season. Sure. Because, first of all, he doesn't catch anything. Yeah, that's a big problem. Okay, so he doesn't come out of the back. Pure running back. He's just a pure running back, and he's getting beat up. So I'm not saying that they're going – and nobody else, because another thing is um, the Colts and the Texans are both running with rookie quarterbacks, and we know what happens in the history of rookie quarterbacks. You might make well, a I mean, Houston, uh, even if they had a veteran, I would still say they're going to be trash. But I think they're going to be a little bit better because people don't respect their defense. 
Fair. How about their offense, though? I Can they score 20 points a game? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. See, nobody's played it down, remember? No, it's true. Nobody's played it down. So They're nothing impressive, though, at least on paper. No, not The Indianapolis, either. I mean, settled the Jotha Taylor situation, please. Can we just say something that owners that are completely like... Oh, that cult... Was Ursay? Ursay. He's a dumbass. I'm telling you, he's now done some things over the history of owning this team that just makes me shake my head. But to disrespect a player, like, like you just took a guy... One of the best running backs in the game. Put him on PUP just because of money. Like, and you don't have enough... Yeah. You know what I mean? I know there's just some salary cap issues, but to me, this is one of the dumbest moves I've ever seen from a team... That has a rookie quarterback that they're going to expose, and they don't have a guy like Jonathan Taylor behind him to protect him? There, there's been a surprising amount of people on Sports Talk Radio saying that that's not going to be a problem. It's like, are you sure about that? Oh, that's going to be a big problem because, you know. Where's your run game? Exactly. It's something to protect a rookie quarterback. And the pressure We're on the same put page. On him, you know what I mean? Because what they're going to do, they're just going to come at him. They have no running back. Yeah. Let's just go at the quarterback and kill him. And, how, and the kid can run, though. Here's another thing I was saying about that. Richardson, you may be good someday, but guess what? How many starts did he have at Florida? Not many. Ah, so that's what I'm saying. But, I mean, they're saying they're comparing him a bit to uh, Cam Newton, who didn't have a lot. So maybe we'll see. there's a comparison. We'll see. We're going to see. So good luck. I don't think anything else is going to come out of the, uh, the South except for the Jaguars, except for the fact that it's going to be the advancement of Trevor Lawrence being a top five quarterback in this league. He's on his way. Yeah, the London Jaguars. I mean Jacksonville uh, Jaguars. The, the London Jaguars. Soon to be the London. Sure. So we uh, AFC West, I'm obviously going to pick uh, the Denver Broncos. No, I'm kidding. It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. I agree, too. And I'm, I'm well, we're going to vote who's going to go into there. But I heard something this week, and I hope that you heard it, too. Have you ever heard? Oh. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? We had a field day talking about this at work. Oh, my God. I have never. Russell Wilson, you made your bed, you lie in it, okay? We know that. We should add him to our NFL bitch list. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I just think he's, I think it's ego and stupidity. And look at his wife, who's beautiful, great singer. Does oh, all she's this a hottie. But, I mean, I think he, she's kind of changed his chi or whatever it is it's going to be but when your coach Sean Payton who's not afraid to say whatever he wants anyway he's got Ooh. a long history saying it but this is your starting quarterback and you say what quit kissing babies yeah and like worry about Russell Inc or whatever Russell Co whatever it was yes yeah. it was like I've never seen a shot like I've seen some shots at quarterbacks but from your coach and the season hasn't started how do you think that's going to work out though because for me I can see it's going one of two ways so it's either Russell Wilson's just going to be a baby, go into his corner, like, oh, my coach doesn't respect me. He says he's or or like it wakes him the F up. Okay, I think that could happen too. But here's the question that, that I want to put in the scale. Russell Wilson was the most sacked quarterback for about three years in a row. The guy's my size, not a little bit yeah, he's bigger. he's a little guy. I mean, he's thick. But. Okay, but he's but okay, that's called that's called uh, physics. Wear and tear, beat down. Is this now the Russell quarterback, Russell Wilson quarterback we're going to see in the future because of the miles on the tires? That could be it. But yeah. My, but I think Peyton's doing this for this matter. Russell Wilson was there when he got there. He didn't ask for the <laughs> no, guy, okay? No, 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 no. So if they don't have any, if they don't have any success with Russell Wilson, guess what? Peyton's got. He's got an out. He's built an out for himself. You know, must heard some people on talk radio must have been saying that that this is Sean Peyton's out because yeah. okay, say they go seven and nine or seven and ten or whatever. He's gonna say because my yeah, he can't come back with Russell Wilson again. No, oh, he'll he be can't. cut. He'll be cut. It'll be it'll be a big salary cap hit, but Peyton will go for it. But the bottom line is that's uh, I I think that's a red flag in the biggest way 
for that. Like, and Denver plays who this weekend? I forget. So that's saying. Do they? I think they're either in Vegas or they play, they play Vegas the Raiders at home. At home, which is anyway they they have a yeah they're in Denver. They have an incredible record at home against a division opponent, but we'll have to wait and see. But we're going to go with that. So now. We have the Bills, you have Baltimore, I Baltimore, you have Cincinnati, we both have the Jags, we both have KC. Yep. Wild you, cards. Let's who do you say have your wild cards in the AFC? I have Baltimore. Ah, so my division guy. Yep. Okay. I have the Jets. Okay. And I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Whoa. You say I have some hot takes. Whoa. Wait a second here. Okay. Technically, so you have you have all three of those. You have two, three teams making the playoffs. From yeah, the there's AFC. three wild cards. Oh, from because you the got AFC Cincinnati North. Yeah. winning the division, and you got Baltimore and Pittsburgh yeah. making the playoffs in what may be the toughest division in football. Wow. Pittsburgh has one of the easier schedules in the entire league as well. Something to consider. Okay, so there, there you go. Got that. Um, next of all, that means they've got us play at least 500 in the division. And so what you're saying is you're going to say Mike Tomlin will not have a losing record once again in what is becoming a stellar, incomparable yes. head coaching team. I can see Pittsburgh being like a 10-7 team making that last wild card spot. So you got Baltimore and the Jets and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I think that – did you bring any rollies or what were you smoking on the way in here whatever? Because I'm going to shock you. I'm going to go with the Jets. Okay. Well, I'll take the Jets. I'm also taking the Chargers because everybody's coming back from their offense, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They got a new running back. They beefed up the old line. They changed the offensive coordinator. Herbert only threw 25 touchdown passes last year in that mess. Mm -hmm. He can only go up. As a matter of fact, later when we talk about MVP candidates, I'm putting him on my list as possible MVP candidate. So I'm saying, I'm saying San Diego is going to make the playoffs. I even think that they're going to be a threat. San to Diego. I mean, uh, uh, the LA. I'm still on that thing. I'm old. But I'm saying the Chargers are going to make the playoffs. My take is, and it's interesting because I'm also taking an NFC North team to also make the playoffs, but that's the Cleveland no. Browns. You it's heard Bruce, it here Bruce. first. You got I have, one, I have, one, I have, I have one question for you. Okay. Indicar Sativa. I'm always a Sativa guy. You know that. Okay, I'm going to explain this to you, okay? That would explain these uh, crazy thoughts that you're developing. Okay, wait. Maybe it's a long-term thing, but... Let's discuss this, okay? Before Deshaun Watson went into his whore master mode, he was easily one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. But the problem is he went into that whore master mode. Okay, but the thing is... Is he, he going to come out of that? 100%, because what's going to happen, he came in in the middle of the season, which is the worst thing for a new quarterback. They say he's been in camp. They say he looks sharp. He's got weapons, and Cleveland's got a defense. He's got the best running back, arguably, in the league. Yeah, I like Chubb. Okay, and he's got targets to throw to. I'm saying that Cleveland's on the rise. Mm. And they had all this together for a couple of years. They had the wrong quarterback. So that's just I'm my not, take on I'm it. I'm not buying what they're selling. Oh, I am. and I'm, I'm, I think they'll have a decent record. I don't think they're going to be in the basement. Okay. But I, I can't see them making the playoffs. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're not going to always name the publication because we don't want just to. Just throw it out there. Okay, we're going to pull out Lindy's. Okay, Lindy's now. Lindy's is supposed to be a very reputable magazine. They've been going on for about 50 years or so. Mr. Brady's in the house. We just want to say how you doing, Brady. Here's our calls. You want to come back really quick. We've done the AFC. 
We both picked the Buffalo Bills to win the division. He likes Cincinnati. I like Baltimore. We both like the Jags. We both like Kansas City. He's calling for Baltimore, the Jets, and Pittsburgh to be a wild card. Wow. I'm calling the Jets, the Browns, and the Chargers to be wild cards. I'm calling for the Cincinnati Bengals not to make the playoffs. <laughs> I'm telling you, you heard it here first. I'd call it crazy. What? And, and they got the defense. Their defense is solid, so I, I'm liking there. But I'm saying Cleveland has been too too good, had too many pieces too long, but they've never had the quarterback. And if Deshaun plays half as good as they expect. I completely agree with you. I'm, I'm, I concur. Uh, thank you. I think no, Cleveland could be Cleveland could be something. But that's that's the reason we're doing the show. Absolutely. I so, mean, and we could both be completely wrong at the end of the day. Uh, but um, I, I'm liking. Hopefully not. Nations from last year. So we go. What was I going to say before Brady came up here? I was going to say something about uh, the whole Cleveland thing. But well, maybe it'll come back to me. But that's some interesting picks. We we're we're, we're both high in the NFC North. Yes. With, with a tight schedule, but let's go and let's see what happens. NFC. NFC. Let's NFC East. I have the Eagles. Shouldn't be a surprise. I'm even, wait, yeah, no, Eagles all the way. Eagles are arguably the best team in football. I agree. And, and you know what they've done that really blew me away? They've lost six starters on defense. Got two guys from Georgia and two guys from Georgia that could have played last year, but they couldn't get on because they had too many good defenders as mm -hmm. it was. This defense could be better than it was last year, losing six guys. Maybe. Ah, so we're both taking the Eagles. That's a yeah. gimme. Uh, NFC North. Ah, come on. Look at the logo on the table. What do you think we're doing? I here? have come the Detroit on. Lions. You're going to take the Lions? I took the Lions. Oh, bro. Thank you very much. Now it's making me more easy. I'm not kicking you off the bandwagon. You're okay. Come on on and jump along. But the Lions, the reason we, we have to talk about the Lions is that stretch down the last year. They had a horrible Oh, they look like start. one of the best teams in football coming down the stretch. Except for one thing. We gave up 300, what, 240 yards rushing to the Carolina Panthers One in 10 minutes. Yeah. That was our season. That was we, a stinker, yeah. We win that game, we're in the playoffs. I mean, not, and that yeah. scares me about my beloved Detroit Lions because we are the masters of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Well, I want to get to that because I, I, I disagree with you on that front. But, really? About yeah. my Lions? Well, about uh, the best team at snatching defeat from the oh, jaws of okay. victory. <laughs> so you have another candidate. That's, yes, I do. They're better than the Lions. Damn. Uh, the NFC the, South. The NFC South. I am predicting the Atlanta Falcons. And that's my pick for the best team oh, to snatch. Uh, oh, the, oh the really? Yes. Oh, they, 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 oh, they're <laughs> Look at that team's history. They've just always done that better than anybody. But they'll have the Super Bowl forever. Oh, because that dome, yeah. yeah that, and cheap concessions. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, but the, the thing about the way they lost in New England whatever, in, a, in the Super Bowl, we ever oh. recover from that? How oh, can you? As I say that with a big smile on my face and my Patriot shirt yeah, on. Now, is it what? Top five fall downs of all time, if not the biggest fall down. Yeah, yeah, it might be the biggest fall down in all sports. Of all of sports. At least in North American sports. We still can't. We still got to look at Seattle and that freaking Marshawn Lynch debacle. But they should that was one catch. play, and they one were play. down. And they were down, yeah, yeah. But that was one play, too, where that the tight end bounced it off his legs. Yeah. Which got them there in the first place, which everyone forgets about that play. But, but it's okay because we got we got that made up against Atlanta with Julian Edelman. Somehow there you keeping go. That ball. Come back. That's right. Do you uh, – who do you um, – you like Atlanta in the division? No, that I right? like New Orleans. You like New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. We got a New Orleans over there. New Orleans is supposed to be – a lot of people are picking up. One of the things that people realize, and I actually picked them up in my draft late, was um, – Camaro? 
No. Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas. I took him in my draft uh, last night, too. Uh, they say he looks sensational in camp, and he's already got chemistry with Carr. Because he's love a to gr- see it. Because he's no, he's one of the. He's like Devonte Adams. They're great route runners. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're not. They don't have to be the fastest. They don't have to be the craziest. But they. I'm debating if I should start him or uh, McLaurin in fantasy. That was my flex, but. Oh, McLaurin. Uh, I would no, definitely from Washington. Yeah, because he's more of a number one. Well, you'll know after the first game. That's I got true. A that, guys the first too. week of fantasy is always the worst for that. Yeah, because you don't know until what you're going to until you get there. So uh, you, you got Atlanta, New Orleans. I've got. I got New Orleans. You got Atlanta. Yeah. I got Atlanta. So who you got in the West? This one was a little bit of. Uh, I was going up until like the last minute, but then uh, the big signing really sealed it for me. I'm going 49ers. How could you not? We got. And they have a surprisingly easy schedule. Yes, they do. <laughs> for a division yes, winner. Yes, they do. But they're also playing the AFC South, aren't they? Isn't this the crossover? Oh, there you the go. The West, it's something like that. Whatever the crossover, it's pretty good for them. Even though San Francisco, I, I really, 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 okay, had to think twice about this because. When we talk about the wild card, you maybe will understand. So who are your wild cards in the NFC? I have Seattle. Okay. I have Dallas. Okay. And I have the New York Giants. Okay. The Giants are a sexy pick because everyone likes them from New York, and they're also a traditional great um, Mara family team. I think they're going to have a fallback. I think they're going backwards. Mm. So, so who are your wild cards? My wild cards are going to surprise you. I'm taking the Saints. Well, you took the one, the division. Okay, interesting. I'm taking the Saints to, uh, I'm also taking the Cowboys to make the playoffs because if they don't, you don't watch it. This would be crazy. But here's I want to say something about the Cowboys after this. Oh, we're going to have lots to say about those schmucks. Okay. And my third pick, which is going to be also the comeback player of the year in in the NFC, is going to be the Los Angeles Rams, and the jersey I'm wearing right oh, now is going to be the comeback on. player of the year. And you heard really? it here first. You heard it here the first. Rams? Rams are going to, they won the Super Bowl two years ago. I'm doing a little bit of research. You know how many times a team that won a Super Bowl, then the next year they fell down, but they weren't that bad, and the guys came back and went there? Most recently, the L.A. Uh, they're not the same Super Bowl team, though. Neither was the L.A. Rams when they went back again, even though they lost the second time to New England. They went twice. Um, well, let's go back to the thing. They, like, they, I, don't, I still think the... I think the Rams like sold everything they got to get to that Super Bowl two years ago. I don't oh, think they look, built it. I think, I think, I think they're going to be another. It's going to be another season in the basement. You think so? I don't think they get to six wins. Oh, I'll bet you that they're going to play five hundred at least. I'm just saying that uh, here's here's what's happening. Even without Cooper Cup for the first few weeks, they're saying they got some issues with the with the uh, with some wide receivers. His wife said something on a podcast which she shouldn't have said. Oh but, no! Yeah, she, that's always the best, isn't it? Yeah, well, she came home and said, "Maddie's been saying he's having trouble connecting with his wide receivers in practice." <laughs> <laughs> And you're still going with them, even with no, with no, because I, I know Matt Stafford, and I'm saying he was a little beat up, and their old line was there. I, I'm just of the belief I'm going historically. I think that like teams like okay, I uh, know. Looking at their depth chart, they look weak at a bunch of positions. Like we don't argue- know they haven't played. They haven't played. We haven't played. Okay, until you play, we don't know. Like look at teams last year that were supposed to have a depth chart, and then all of a sudden they showed up and they were winning. Cincinnati when they got Burroughs, when they got the, the year they went to the Super Bowl, the season started. They were supposed to have more problems than problems. Remember? I get that. that. And then all of a sudden they went to the Super Bowl, but they had more holes than Swiss cheese, according to the prognosticators. Sure. So what what, what are we doing? We're prognosticating. Now, Trying our best. Now, what's going to happen is when my boys hear the podcast, the first thing they're going to say is that I'm Matt Stafford-centric. 
I'm gonna get that anyway. And I wish I wasn't just so I could be able to say that this guy's great. He's he's his first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. If, if people don't know that by now. But I'm really first ballot. First ballot Hall of Famer. He better be in there because when he wins the Super Bowl again this year, because Sean McVay is a great coach, and you could never agree. underestimate what a coach can do in a dressing room. I'm going to combine all of those facts. It's about your personnel, though. Well, we'll see. We don't know we, until you get uh, on the field. So what I want to say about the Dallas Cowboys is how people are talking about it's like a Super Bowl or bust season for them, and I honestly can't see them winning the Super Bowl this year. They're a very good team, but they they. they reek of one and done unless they run into like i don't know maybe like they could beat like new orleans or atlanta in the first round but okay hmm. here's the problem with not the looking they, they're not making it past the division round okay here's the problem with the dallas cowboys in one sentence everything two words no, two words <laughs> two things jerry jones how did you know <laughs> I i've been to... watching football for a while okay so how do you do this you bring in a quarterback into your organization Oh, and Brock your Perry. present quarterback and your um, head coach don't even know. Did you know that? They brought in Trey Lance. And oh. Jerry Jones did not tell anybody. That's weird. <laughs> weird. That's insane. Mike McCarthy got I'm driving shocked. in I, and I, heard I, it. I didn't know he this. He did not know that. No. He did not form That's any bizarre. Apparently, That's... him and Steven... Got a little bit, you know, maybe we'll put a little fire under Dak's ass bullshit. <laughs> you guy's under contract for big money anyway, but huh, that's, that, that's, I mean, he's not Ursay or any of those owners. Jerry Jones makes a lot of money with this sure. product called the Dallas Cowboys. But how do you do that as an organization when your owner brings in a quarterback, the most significant position in North American sports? Don't tell nobody. What'd you do? Ah, uh, I had my chauffeur pick him up at the airport. He's staying at my house. Yeah, that's... Uh questionable at best you ever heard of anything like that no owners have done some crazy ass shit that's some crazy ass shit no none like when i heard that my apparently nobody because you know everything's smoking and mirrors or whatever so you know where there's smoke there's fire sure around the campfire is mccarthy was coming in when he heard it because you know what you hear this release sync the adam schecters of the world they're out there reporting it immediately and apparently mike mccarthy heard it going up four or five in the morning driving away to practice he heard about it on the radio oh my god that's hilarious that's a that's like an nhl player finding out they're getting traded from watching TSN or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That, but they're not, not, of course, you know what? We never get 100% verification. No. But where there's smoke, there's fire. But we do know this. Nobody nobody in the facility of the Dallas Cowboys that were coming to work that day had any you know, idea that Trey Lance would be coming in oh, in the next few hours. That's so goofy. That's typical Jerry Jones, though. I can't say I'm that surprised <laughs> after like letting that sink in. <laughs> Like Jerry, Jerry's like a. Um, uh, he, you know what? He's, he's a nut. He's a modern day Steinbrenner. Yeah. Even crazy. Yeah. The problem is, and you hate to say it because nobody. Except Steinbrenner won a lot more. Oh yeah. The problem is, no. Mind Jerry, you, NFL. Back in the day, he had that nice three out of four run, but he's never been the same since he no, freaking kicked uh, Jimmy Johnson to the curb. The real problem is this: is with the Cowboys, is that, and, and I hate to say it, but Father Time is undefeated. Jerry Jones is 81, 82 years old. Yeah. The old guy wants one before he goes. You know what I'm saying? And I hope he lives till he's 90, 100, because he's the entertainment factor he brings to the NFL. But. Yeah, had a great uh, guest spot on Entourage back in the day. Oh, yeah, that was, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. that's his ego. He's like, sometimes, like, why don't you ever see Robert Kraft doesn't have a, uh, 
his own television show. No. Alfred, uh, what's the guy from Atlanta? The big guy, um, not Blunt, whatever his name is. You see him on the sidelines. Well, neither of these guys also own the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know how Dallas Cowboys ever. Well, I, well, maybe at the end of the show I can explain that, but I can never understand why, like, how the Cowboys are like everywhere you go. I'm sick of America's them already. Team. What did I tell you when I went to Muskoka last week for 16 days? One of the things that irritated me, I seen almost as much Dallas Cowboy gear as I seen Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, I mean, Come Ontario, on. it's like the for a lot of the you old guys, it's uh, it's either Steelers or Cowboys. Ah, uh, here some uh, Dolphins. Some oh yeah, still the Dolphins were yeah. there too. Not as many as Steelers Cowboys though. No, no, and you know what? Back in the day when they played each other in those big Super Bowls, I always cheered for Pittsburgh. Believe it or not, even though as a Tony Dorsett guy, Still just like this. Oh no, but it's more of the blue collar thing because Dallas back then was already getting that reputation of their shit doesn't smell. Oh like yeah, that kind of stuff. And even that, well, I mean, the America's Team moniker uh, was already on them. Uh, you know, the, Roger Staubach and all that. No, it was when they rolled out the cheerleaders too in those outfits, and they just that was the next level because football is all about what pom poms and cheerleaders and your marching band. And Dallas did this it up better than anybody, which God bless them. But like Dallas Cowboys, uh, their cheerleaders, didn't they have like their own movie too? Something like that, yeah. yeah. They did all kinds of crazy shit like that. But before we go on, um, there's other few things I want to talk about, uh, the, the football and cross nations. Who do you think if you have candidates for MVP? So I, I put down who I think is going to win it. I think, okay, who do you think is going to so, win it? This team, they're contenders, but they're not getting nearly as much attention as they had in recent years, especially last year, talk about the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Oh, I had him think. I had him too. I thought about him, and I because you tell you, sorry, go go on. I'm saying that it's just Buffalo. It's Buffalo. <laughs> That's it. And I'm pretty I don't, I don't, Spoiler I, I alert: I don't have him going to the Super Bowl, but no, I don't have him go to the Super Bowl either. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, if Josh Allen. Wins the MVP. We'll cheer on the air at the house at Hams. I love I, Josh I, I, Allen. I'm I a Patriots guy. guy. I'm not supposed to love like the Bills, but I got my Zio Jodamo, huge Buffalo Bills fan. I want to see him win for him. Yeah, okay, and I would like to see that too, but I really like Josh Allen. I like Buffalo. I like the old school aesthetic. They're yeah. just down the road from us. We're all going to cheer for him anyway. It's just that I thought Josh Allen would already have had an MVP by now. Fair enough. Okay. Same. I mean, last year was looking like the year until the uh, last third the of the season. Up. Do you know that um, I read a statistic lately by now, if a guy like Josh Allen doesn't have a MVP, they usually don't win a Super Bowl. Ooh. So when you start talking about this year and these kind of seasons, you go back on it, you start talking about the greats. Um, Joe Montana, Troy Aikman, Tom Brady, Terry Bradshaw. Kurt Warner, mm -hmm. all these guys had these numbers in their first five years, and when they got to this time, they all or were in a Super Bowl. Yes, he's won what two playoff games. Um, I love Josh that. Allen. Just don't get me wrong. I love Josh Allen, and I hope that you're right. I, I, Buffalo, I mean, putting that all on him is a little unfair. It is a team game. Football, the ultimate team game, ultimate, arguably. Ultimate, ultimate. I'm just looking at it this way. I, I really want Josh Allen to win because I've been a Buffalo guy since OJ Simpson. <laughs> Don't say I that like too the, loud. No, I guess we can't say that. <laughs> but it is. It's, it's like Josh Allen is such a great player. What I'm worried about, Buffalo, is that I hope all this smoke in the dressing room with Stefan Diggs and all that stuff is really just smoke. That's a concern. I mean, yes. I don't know anything about that, but I mean... A bad dressing room is a bad season. Sure. I mean, but uh, I mean, a part of it, from what I've heard, it's like, 
the Buffalo players are like really embracing this underdog thing. Like, oh, oh they yeah. don't believe in us. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, you know? they're, they're, and I'm I'm happy about that too. The bottom line is, like I said, um, Buffalo's got to learn to win some big games, okay? And, it's, and the division hasn't got any t- any easier. Arguably, mm-hmm. it's a division with no no division has four quarterbacks to stack up like they do. And I think one thing with Buffalo that I like is obviously Von Miller is out right now. But when he does come back, I think that's going to be a b- big boost for that team. Of course, and I and I took Buffalo as my um, fantasy team defense. By the way, that's a good pick. No, I thought so too. I that's thought like pick. I had them ranked like top five fantasy oh, yeah, defenses. They're going to be there, but like like once again, Andrew. The bottom line is this: nobody's played it down. So who's your MVP? My MVP, once again, is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Boo, how predictable. Oh, I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm also going to say this. I'm, um, I don't understand. Like It's going to be quarterbacks forever, but I was really hoping, why can't a guy like John Jefferson be in the talk? For Justin MVP? Jefferson? Justin Jefferson. Why can't he be in the talk for MVP? Why can't, I mean, uh, they, I, I agree. Like the, I they think, never get the time of day, and cause, I don't It's because it. the wording of most valuable player. If it was most outstanding player, I think that would open the door to a lot of these wide receivers, running backs, to win the award. Minnesota made the playoffs last year. Who was their most valuable player? It was wasn't Kirk Cousin? Yeah, yeah so Justin he Jefferson. Was, so then, then well, I had to took number one last night in my draft. Way to go! So what I'm saying, like the bottom line is, like in perspective, like he could be a most valuable player, and I don't understand why he doesn't get the, the treatment that he does. Derrick Henry should have been a, a MVP. A I, I don't years. disagree with that, and, but it's all because of the wording of most valuable player, right? They should change. I, I agree. Like mo, this is where like a lot of leagues should take a page from the CFL. Most outstanding player. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. Oh, maybe I I don't get it. I, I'm 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 I'll be interested to see where that's gonna go. One of the things I want to say is um, um I I'm gonna say my, one of my takes this year is I believe that the best defensive player of the year is gonna be a cornerback. Okay. You're not gonna say who though. I'm trying to figure it out because and it's not gonna be Jalen Ramsey. I think it's gonna be like, um, the guy on Dallas. Dicks? That's a quarterback. Yeah, I think one of those guys. Like some of He's he he will make some great plays, but then he'll also let some guys slip by. I don't think it's going to be him. Well, I'm I, I'm not sure either, but I'm trying to think around the league. A couple guys. There's like that that guy on the Jets. What's his name? Okay. That one off. I forget. I should have wrote these down. To tell you the truth, if, Mr. Milani can tell you this. I don't have a notebook. <laughs> well, we'll give you a little peek behind the curtain here. Yeah, I didn't have a little notebook. I had a bunch of these guys written down in my notebook. For some reason, I left it behind. But I do believe that a cornerback will win the uh, as a good shot, or will be definitely in there because usually linebackers and um, linebackers and and D, like defensive line guys, yeah. Yeah, guys are like edge rushers. Yeah, 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 they're all going to get that thing. I think this year we're going to see a, a cornerback going to be on that too i also think uh, do you think of any uh, who do you think is going to be the most impactful rookie Bijan roberts robinson atlanta okay I'm uh, not that's uh, that's that. the obvious choice but i mean no the word around the campfire come on come on <laughs> you know this guy could be mvp they're saying if he has a year that he has because atlanta has a serious o-line mm. they just haven't anybody to exploit it yet yeah and this could be it We'll see. I mean, it's a team that also loves to shoot themselves in the foot. We saw that a lot last year. I heard, yes, they did. I, I've got a. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to leave Matt a bit because I don't want to have any jinx. But our boy Gibbs in Detroit is getting huge, mm-hmm. huge props. Is also a rookie. But I'm thinking the guy because they have offensive player of the year and defensive yeah. player of the year, right? Rookie of the year. I really believe it's going to be Carter in Philadelphia, the one that everyone left in the draft because he had mm-hmm. those issues, which I apparently are getting cleared up. That's good. Up the course, we're not going to. I got but Massimo, with my buddy's an Eagles fan. He's going to love to hear that. Oh, I think that. Uh, yeah, he and the guys. They said he looks great in camp. 
I'm still pissed at Detroit for letting him go by, even though we dropped and we made all oh, the yeah. trade and shit. Like, this guy could be a generational defensive player. And he a couple had- of your teams let uh, guys slip by. Uh, we're going to get Although, well, for hockey, Reinbacher's looking good. Well, well, but um, uh, sleepers and disappointments, anyone else you want to name? I already talked about Pittsburgh and Miami a little bit. Okay, so you're, you're saying, obviously, that your, your sleeper is going to have to be Pittsburgh and yep. mine's going to have to be Cleveland. Because okay. we're both going to be talking about that way. I think the biggest disappointment in the year, in the, it, really, and I'm going to say this now, I'm going to be the biggest contradiction because I had to take him because all the pundits shoved him down my throat. If San Francisco falls off the cliff, you heard it here first. Didn't I wish you just I had the ball. To win the I division? did that, but I have a, I, I, I was. That's the one at home. I had everything filled in except for that one, and I was even going to say <laughs> Seattle and the Rams ahead of them. It's just that the San Francisco's defense is so good. I'd look like an idiot. Yeah. Not bring them in there, but if San Francisco is a team that falls off the cliff. I'm putting them over there. I just think because the Brock Purdy thing, they had some, eh, what's going on? You don't like Big Cock Brock? No, I'm not. I, I, I mean, you know what? On paper, everything's on paper, guy. Until you play a down. And so I'm just, I'm nervous about the fact that San Francisco's been knocking at the door, knocking at the door, knocking at the door. If you don't get in sometimes, then they push you back the line and say come back a couple years later. Uh, I'll add another one to my disappointments. And it's a team that you had in a wild card seed. Who's that? The, the Chargers. Oh, the Chargers. Okay. So, and a lot of this, like, I love their offense. Okay. I love their offense. I think their coach is a dummy. Well, <laughs> that that's that seems to be the issue. <laughs> but I'm saying there's they're another team that I think that Herbert, who, like, they had a pretty good start, but towards the end when things got a little bit crazy, it was because of injuries. He didn't have any weapons. Things kind of fell apart. I'm thinking San Diego might. might. L.A. Another I Freudian mean, LA, slip. Yeah, yes, I can't help it. But I really think that the Bolts, they have a chance. I, I'm thinking, like, they're going to do more. You know what I mean? I've, I've read too many numbers. I the hope. I, so I love Justin Herbert. Yeah, and their lineup's consistent. Yeah. Like, they don't have a, like, you know, every year. Like, I heard Matt Stafford say in an interview today, you don't realize this, but you know that 40% of your roster changes every year in the NFL. Oh, for sure, because like of the, four, the cap. The cap and all that. So it's like a four. So, and I've heard it, uh, Brady talk about this it's like every year is a new process every year is a new game every year is yep. a new journey and i respect that so i'm saying san diego's on there i think that the coach sometimes overthinks himself and i think that's what you mean why or underthinks. Underthinks. What, <laughs> what do you think about the guy in miami you're saying miami's gonna step back yeah and he is a wonder yeah. he's supposed to be the wonder kid coach he I, i'm still trying to figure that guy out very smart. He is very smart. I don't know about motivational because I don't. Maybe it's just because he looks like like a bigger nerd than me on the oh, field. Maybe that could be okay, why. Well, here, here's the thing: is like he's the guy like my mom sees. She's like he does not look like a football coach, okay, like a football that, coach. Yeah. Okay. So then what happens is what works is like you got him, and then you got my guy Dan Campbell in Detroit. Oh. So I love Dan, Dan Campbell. Oh, by the I do way. too. I really want him to bring in the lion. I'm pissed about that. I want him to walk in. No, the first home opener, he's coming down with a Bengal t- a lion in his state lion going down there. Wouldn't that be just freaking? He's gonna have bad. to settle for like a stuffed animal <laughs> uh, or some one of those guys in those stupid suits or whatever. Which I hope that would be really there. But that's a juxtaposition in coaches. Yep. You got the one guy looking like this, the one guy looking like that. And all it is is what matters is results. Yep. Because another thing I wanted to say the other day, and people say, do you really mean that? And I'm going to say this once again. My goal in life is to never say a player sucks again. 
Is this after our NFL in Canada debate? Still, you got it because yeah. it's about the results may suck. Sure. So we got it. You got to put that into perspective. From now on, I'm not going to say nobody sucks. You make it to the the game. Look at the sacrifice. The I will hold you to that. You will. It's going to be hard for me. It's going to be super, super hard, especially like. I want you to say that the next time you see Vladdy not running down that oh, uh, ball to first base. Oh, oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. Because you know, that's where my mind immediately went to when uh, our friend said that. Okay, so look, I'm trying to do this, Mr. Milani. You know that sometimes I say things that are politically incorrect. Sometimes I say things that are maybe a little insensitive. What I'm trying to do is take those edges off with, with it still having the same impact. And I haven't figured that out yet. That's, a, that's quite the dance. Okay, but I'm going to figure it out somehow, some way. I, I appreciate that. I will. Uh, you know what I'm saying? In any event, I really like our picks. I'm going to put this so, down last year. So before we go, I no. want to ask you your line. I want to give our. I want to say uh, have us guess our records for our team. So, the Lions, how many wins? Eleven. Eleven wins. I think my Patriots get nine. I think we're going to be frighteningly the, the, mediocre this year. Nine, yes. I, I I hope not. I just like Belichick. I've always liked Brady, and I think that's I like Bill O'Brien too as our yeah, offensive yeah, coordinator, a real offensive coordinator, might I add. Five years ago, you couldn't say boo against Bill Belichick, and as of late. Sometimes I hear people picking at scabs, and I go, Who "Oh, I know are it's the first you? time where I'm starting to hear people think Bill, like it could oh, be the end of Belichick oh, in New England." Belichick leaves when he wants. I cannot believe how fickle. Like I told you, history's last week, right? Yep. Like that's history's now. Okay, so I'm I'm saying that's what scares me about the whole like. How can you just say a man that has this reputation has gone this far and suddenly he's this bad? Yeah. It's just awful. And so, one last thing I want to ask you. Sure. Super Bowl picks. We didn't get to that. I'm calling it the same as last year. For the first time since the Buffalo Bills and the Dallas Cowboys uh, repeated. Wow. Back in the day, I'm saying we're going to see another Philadelphia-Kansas City final. I think both those teams are likely to make the championship game, but I think they both lose. Who are you going to pick then? You're going to love this. Not Cincy. Cincinnati. Oh. That's and outrageous. the 49ers. And the 49ers. And I'm not, ooh, buddy. Look at me. I, I had to backtrack in the South of San Francisco, and I've got Cincy not even making the playoffs. Yep. Well, it's going to that. Opposite ends here at the house that happens. That's why you listen. And not only that is because we believe what we're saying. There's going to be a lot of arguments. Do you have a, okay, let's go right now really quickly before I give you my conclusion. Any hot picks on the games on Sunday? Oh, we should get one. I guess we got to give our points against the, or the picks against the the spread. Here we go. Alrighty. So we'll start with uh, tonight's game. I'm taking the Lions in the points. the, The Lions at four now. Oh, I want the opening line. Uh, no, I'm still I'm, taking the Lions in the points. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> I'll take the Chiefs. Okay, the Chiefs. Yeah. I'll take the Lions. Uh, Ravens, nine and a half favorites at home to Houston. I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens days, too. No doubt. That should be a. I think that's going to be like 20. A, that's going to be. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to be a 20, 20 point, point blowout. You know what that's going to be? That's a rookie. Going, welcome with that Baltimore defense going, welcome to the NFL, kid. This ain't the SEC. (laughs) Uh, Falcons hosting the Panthers at home, three and a half favorites. Falcons all day. Yeah, I'm taking Atlanta too. I think think Carolina's going to have a miserable season. Me too. Bryce Young might have his welcome to the NFL moment there. He's going to have a Trevor Lawrence year. That's what he's going to have his rookie, that kind of rookie year. Uh, Cleveland, two and a half, two point dogs at home to the Bengals. Come on, bro. 
You don't have to ask me that, do you? You take it Cincy then, aren't you? Uh, he's got a bad record in Cleveland, though, doesn't he? Huge. He I'm hasn't I'll, I'll take no the reps. I'll take the points. Okay. Uh, Steelers, two and a half point dogs at home to the 49ers. I'm taking, taking the Steelers all day. Whoa. All day. I'm taking San Fran. Okay, here we go. What? <laughs> Steelers all day. Even though well, these are both teams I have in the playoffs. Commanders, seven point favorites at home all to the day. Cardinals. Yeah. Washington all day. So actually, if you're doing a survivor pool, my strategy would be to fade the Cardinals. Just take whoever they're playing. Yes, that's a good idea. And I'm not even in a survivor pool yet. I'm dying to get in one. Isn't there one here? I think so. We're going to try to do it on Sunday. We'll yeah. let them know. We'll get surgeon, okay? Yeah, I'm taking Commanders as well. I think Commanders, you know what? I almost picked them as a playoff team. They're a weird one. I, they're I, weird. They're, yeah, like if they I, suddenly I think they could the be a 500. They're going to be like 9-8, 8-9, yeah, eight, eight, I, I think. Not, I wouldn't be surprised if they sneak. They got the defense. Yeah. They've got the de- defense to be maintain it. I'm just saying, like, it's all about the Sam Howell thing. You know what I mean? Um. So, Vikings, five-point favorites to the Buccaneers. I'm taking the Vikings. In, in, that's that's going to be in, at least double. In, in Minnesota. I'm going to say that's at least a double-digit win from Minnesota. I'm not. No? But I'm taking the Vikings, but I'm just saying only because it's them. I'm saying if they squeeze by. I'm thinking I'm going to box that. When I go Sunday, when I play Pro-Line, I will be boxing that game. Yeah. Because I think the Tampa Bay's defense is still something to, uh, to, 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 to worry about. And Minnesota has no upgrade on their uh, defense, so we'll have to wait and see. Next? Uh, Indianapolis, four-and-a-half-point dogs at home to Jacksonville. Jacksonville to smoke. Yeah, I think so, too. I think Indianapolis is going to be in over their heads. Yep. Uh, New Orleans, three-point favorites at home to Tennessee. Got to like the Saints at home. Yes, same home here. Opener, they never lose at home a lot anyway, so that's that's a good show. Next. Denver, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home to the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go with the Raiders for the upset. I'm going to take the Broncos. Okay, Raiders, Broncos. Probably already made a mistake. Next. Uh, Chargers, three-point favorites at home to the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to take the Chargers. Yes, that's going to be the game of the week already, I think. And we're into the, the with the Denver one, we're into the 430 games. Okay. Um, Seattle, four-and-a-half-point favorites at home to the Rams. Seattle all day. I'm taking the Rams. What? Uh, you're you're crazy. Okay. Did the Bears change their logo? Yes, they did by the looks of it. The Bears? Yeah. No, that's the alternate logo. They got that as uh oh, No, that's the old school one. They had that from way back. Yeah, but that, they, back. it's always been the C's there. <laughs> yeah, but now, so they, they, now that, they have the front-facing scary bear. Yeah, they their, had that uh, when I was a kid. That's been around a long time. The Bears are playing who? Uh, Green Bay, one-point favorites at home. I'm going to take Green Bay. Okay, I'm taking Green Bay, too, because I think Jordan Love, we didn't give him enough press, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think he's going to have a decently good season. Then New England, four-point dogs at home to the Eagles. Sorry. Sorry, Bill. The two Bills. I'm going to take uh, Philly here. Yes. It leads us to Monday. Oh, the Sunday night game. Yes. We have the Giants, three and a half point dogs at home to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm, I'm going to take the Giants. Me too. The two Giants guys here, which brings us to the huge Monday night game. Jets, two and a half point dogs at home to the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to take the Bills. We're all taking the Bills because you know what we did? Can I say this very nicely? Our show has now gone a little bit longer than expected because we have interruptions, and we did not mention one guy's name who's the quarterback of the New York Jets. So let's not mention his name. Does it uh, rhyme with Rodgers? Fraud. Yes, <laughs> you've got the fraud. That's who it is. In any event, I really enjoyed this show. It's Mr. been Milani. a great show. It's been a good show. But I, as usual, um, 
We're going to have a little bit of a... Because it is football season, I thought I'd bring to mind a little bit of history. And if we could have a, a little melancholy ending. And I want to bring up a name which I've introduced to Mr. Milani, who... Glad I'm bringing his name up because you learned a little bit of history about that. And I'd like to bring up a very... Um, would it like to say a um, a little tribute to a man by the name of Gil Brandt? If you don't know who Gil Brandt is, he just died this week. He was 91 years old. Yes. Bless his soul to him and his family. But this guy started way back in the 60s when football started, and he was the architect of America's team. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dallas Cowboys of the Cowboys. Not only did that, he. They say, Mr. Milani, you should appreciate this. Oh, I saw a lot of uh, the things they uh, kind of. Got going in football, kind of. Uh, yeah. Mr. Analytics, he started the combine. Um, psychology tests. The psychology tests. But what we got to do is for the people that move the the whole leagues forward is it's a fact that you have to include all players of all ilks. And he was the first, one of the first guys that went to uh, HBCUs. He found Bob Hayes, who was an Olympic runner, and put, made him a wide receiver. He picked up Everson Walls and a few number of players like that because Gil Brandt was of this. He's going to test you as a man and the qualities of you as a player, which also coincided with a man like Al Davis, mm-hmm. who were the ones that opened the door to say, if you're a great football player, you play football. Exactly. Regarded. Which, which is going to say, if I ended it this way, what Gil Brandt has done for the house that happens is this. Bring the highest level of competition to the people that love the games, regardless of race, gender, religion, yeah, and all breathe. the bullshit yeah. that shouldn't really matter. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to pretty well be the gospel according to Cruz. But before I go, Mrs. Milani, I hope you enjoy the game. I hope you're a good luck spark to make this thing happen. Big shout out to all the boys at Pheasant Run Football. But before I go, I got a very special thing to say. I miss you, Matt. I miss my boy. Sorry about that. Every year it's going to be like this. Miss you. And that's, uh, do you want to end it? I think, well, uh, that's going to be about it for the house that happens this week. Thank you once again for listening to us. Uh, we love each and every one of you, even our regular listener in Virginia. Ah, big shout out. Big shout out. Hello, well, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And we keep, keep the, the Bible, Bible alive. alive. You can find The House That Happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens, and follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com. <laughs>